Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. So, let's go ahead and jump into tonight's episode. Whoops, where's the button I need? There it is. <laughs> Ooh, look at that. I got the music on the first time tonight. Yay! So, when we last left our heroes, learning that in, in fact was Smeltsy that Sky had captured, and not one of the pirates, you were quick to release him from his bonds. Smelty then told you of his story after the crash and how he too was chased by pirates on the southwestern shores of the island. Calling for Shepard, you, you explained the mistaken identity and Smelty was formally released and directly into the care of Granny May. Shepard then proposed a plan to the group of heroes that would have them investigate the location where Smelty said he had last seen the pirates. And after retrieving your armor and a certain elixir from Granny May, you made your way to the southwestern tip of the island. As you approached, there was but a single pirate that had split off from the rest of his group. You were easily able to maneuver around the pirate and capture him using a very clever dart from Pavo mixed with the coated with the elixir of Granny May. The next morning you were able to interrogate the pirate, where you learned that the pirates had in fact made a deal with a strange cult known as the Deep. The cult leader would use his strange sea creature to destroy ships that came close to the island, and in return for delivering survivors to the cult, the pirates would be allowed any treasures they came across. You also learned that Matu, a strange shaman that lives just north of the marsh, was using a strange relic given to him by the cult for dastardly experiments with the shipwrecked survivors, one you all saw firsthand. As the pirates continued to put some pieces together for you, he suddenly began to shake violently as a large black tentacle forced its way from his stomach up through his throat, causing him to suffocate. As you inspected the body, you saw a fresh branded symbol of a fish scale burned into his chest, the same used to sign the letter to Matu found at the ritual site. So, as you all loom over top of the body, contemplating exactly what you've just seen, Shepard once again enters the cell area, followed by Thomas. He looks down at the floor and sees the pirate's body laying there and looks to all of you. What? What is the meaning of all this? I sent you here to interrogate, not to kill. Didn't, we didn't. Oh, look at didn't us, dude. Do this. Yeah, we definitely didn't do this. This just happened. It was crazy. You say it just happened out of nowhere. I find that a little hard to believe, but we are clearly in strange times. I'm sure that you didn't force a strange tentacle down the man's throat. And what is That's... that branding I see in his chest? It's a fish scale. We don't know what it represents, but we found a similar one on a note that one of the pirates was carrying. Ah, the letter you spoke of that you had found uh, at the ritual site, I believe you mentioned? There we go. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Great listening, Shepard. Well, our response was <laughs> death. I'm sorry, Mr. Oliver. What, what did you say? 
we're pretty sure that this cult, we're, we're assuming it's a cult, is responsible for this person's death. Well, if it is in fact the same sigil, uh, you have reason to believe that it might be the cult. I can understand that. I just don't understand how nefarious this cult can be if it's to kill one of its own faction members, even if it's just an ally faction itself. This is well, very we've troubling. We watched them kill three. We watched Matu kill three of yeah. the other members of the cult. They're obviously. This is something they do. Now, were you sure that they were in fact killing pirates and not the shipwrecked individuals, as you say? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. We can't say for it. sure, but yeah. people died. All right, people who were serving Matu. It was clear that those people were working for him. They weren't just. Yeah, you could tell that they were working for Matu. Perhaps this person was about to share information with us, and that's why they intervened. Yes, yes. Well, this this plot seems much more nefarious than I had originally thought. We assumed that they were taking captives, but we had no idea it was to this end. This is very troubling indeed. The game we play seems to be getting much more lethal the more we investigate. Did he happen to say anything about our friend Rainer or where his whereabouts might be? No. I don't believe that he was asked about Rainer. Hmm. Hmm. That's too bad. And any further leads on this individual Matu that I keep hearing about? Not that I know of. Hmm. So we seem to be at a bit of a loss. I would be... Oh. He, he did happen to say that they might be in at a hut. hut. North of the Marsh. North of the Marsh can be seen relatively dangerous place with wild beasts that have been seen to roam around there, but nothing I don't think a capable group of adventurers could handle. So you you want us to go after Matu? I think he just voluntold us. (laughs) Voluntold us? (laughs) Okay. Can you send anyone to help us, maybe? Okay, fine, if you be, sure, but this Matsu guy looks pretty intense. I don't wish to pressure any of you. I realize that we're all in a certain point together. I figured that if we all wanted to get off the island, we'd want to potentially explore as many leads as we could. And if we are only left with this one lead for the time being, then we should have perhaps work together. If this is something that you believe is beyond your scope, I'm sure I can speak to Sky to see if there's a way around it. Well, why don't we all work together? Well, I'm a little afraid of that at this point. Sky has mentioned some concerns she has about all of you. Oh God, what's her problem? She's so dramatic. A little. <laughs> she hasn't done as well as some of us in handling being on this island for such a period of time. I feel the seclusion and prisoner-like situation we face here might be finally getting to her. She's desperate to get off the island. She gotta loosen up. Get with those island vibes. Um, (laughs) Alright, make lemonade. 
it, it would be nice if it were that easy, but I'm sure after you've spent here, spent a few years here, you might have the same opinion that she might have, or at least some of you might. Fair enough. I know this is a trying time, but we can't let any squabbles of our own group kind of tear us apart. We should try and have empathy where we can. Okay, well, one thing that I would like to do would be to see if we can meet up with Rainer to see what he knows, because I'm afraid that he has information that would be useful to us before we went out to Matu. Yeah, but what if we can't find him anywhere? What if he's with Matu right now? What if he's, I, I don't or What know. if we're going to bump into him when we go there? Oh my god. I mean, we spoke to him before and he didn't give us much. Anything... Why is he gonna give us anything more now? I feel like that was before he saw with his own eyes what the cult is up to, but I don't know. Where do we even begin looking, though? What's the problem? We know where we're The we... hut, right? What? I thought that's yeah. where Machu is. Yeah, but our, our, we're thinking that Rainer was following Matu, and so if we were to go where we think Matu probably is, maybe we can find Rainer as well. So he's either oh, he's still watching him or either captured, and either way, we'll find him. Uh, yeah. Like... We just might not find him first. Yeah. Okay, well, I mean, if that's our only lead about where Machu is, and Rainer's probably with Machu, then that's enough for me, even just to find Rainer. Well, do you guys have any, like, healing potions or anything? Because I feel like this might be a pretty intense fight. We, Weapons, armor... We may potions. be able to assist with that. I know Granny May stores a, a few of her healing elixirs at her shop. Um, just let her know that we've asked, I've personally asked to her to give them to you, and uh, I'm sure she'd be willing to spare a few. All right. That's very kind. Thank you. Whatever I can do to assist. All right. Well, shall we go to Granny Mays then? Yeah. That's a good idea. I agree. Very well then. Uh, Thomas, if you would perhaps help me with the body, I'd like to take it to the town hall for a thorough autopsy, if possible. And Thomas kind of, yeah, yeah, oh, I'm happy to help, sir, happy to help. As the two of them kind of bend down, grabbing the arms and legs, respectively, of the now-deceased pirate, they guide themselves out, out of the celled area, leaving you once again to yourselves. Sucks. It's a gross job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so glad I'm not doing it. Hey, Sorry, Thomas. <laughs> yeah. you. Poor guy. <laughs> okay. Shall we? Hmm? To Granny Mays? Let's go. Yeah, let's head on out. See what she has to offer. Sure. Heading over to uh, Granny's house, the sun is starting to reach to the peak of the sky, uh, indicating that it's probably around um, 10.30 or 11 o'clock, not fully um, directly above you, but coming close to it. I would like to whip the, the curtain door open again, just in case. 
Uh, okay, as you as you all approach the hut, uh, you watch as Alara whips back the uh, the curtain, uh, only to find Granny May now a little surprised uh, as she sweeps up the floor. Oh, oh, dearie me! Oh, I wasn't expecting visitors so soon in the morning. Well, if it isn't my well, new f- my new favorite uh, outcasts like the rest of us, is there? Uh, yeah. Is uh, well, Smeltsy's not here at this time. He's still he's still fast asleep. I'm assuming he'll probably be out for a while. Is there? Uh, is oh. is did, did you come here looking for him? Did he stay the night? Ignilas, <laughs> well, exhausted. And she kind of she kind of puts her her head down a little bit, and you can see the blush coming through her fur once again. Uh, he 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 was in dire needs of some uh, uh, tender love and care. We'll say. Right. And right. so I, I simply, as a good nurse would, I wrapped him up in some blankets and put him to bed for I the I bet evening. you did. Uh-huh. <laughs> now me, my. Get your minds out of the gutter, especially you, little one. And she points over at Eli. I'm going to do finger guns. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what the L's are on your hands, but... Uh, I will. I will take it as a a, a welcome custom, then, shall we? Sure. Let's do that. <laughs> so, what what can I do for you? We are on our way to take on what we believe will be a cult leader, and we were told that you have potions to aid us on our journey. I'm sorry, you say a cult leader. <laughs> Big words. Dark magic. Uh, True. Well. Um, that's a little discerning. Uh, we've been uh, dealing with pirates, I know, but a cult leader. Yeah. Uh, it's I... crazy times. Yeah. Right? This is bizarre. Mm-hmm. So we need all of your healing drugs. <laughs> that drugs. I would be happy healing to help. drugs. <laughs> happy, happy to help with that one, I will. Um, and she kind of uh, goes behind her her little uh, display case once again at the front of her shop, uh, kind of reaches down behind it, and you hear a few small bottles clinking as she kind of looks around um, and pulls out uh, four pinkish, small pinkish vials, or vials with a small uh, pinkish hue to them, and sets them out on the counter and says, Well, these are all the healing elixirs I have right now. Uh, I used quite a fair amount of them on Smeltsy last night. Um, it'll take me a while, a couple, at least a, a week or so, to, to make any more, but you can take a lot of them if you want. Yeah, absolutely. Thank we you. We'll be doing that. Just take? Help yourself. If you can help us get off this damned island, sooner the better. Very nice of you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Ms. Oh, May. think, think, no of it, Darius. Least I can do. By the way, uh, I, I do. I might have something else that you might be interested in. Breakfast. Uh, <laughs> you could call it that. And uh, she, um, she leaves to the a back room for a moment as a, a small beads, uh, strings of beads that hang over the doorway, get brushed aside. She's gone for a few moments. Uh, when all of a sudden, before she returns, you start getting this waft of this amazing, these amazing scents of, of vanilla and baked goods as she oh, emerges no. once again with a, a platter full of interesting-looking cookies 
uh, as she brings them out and puts them on the counter and says, I just baked these. Uh, you're welcome to have one if you haven't had anything to eat yet, loves. Eli is going to snap. He's going to snap on those cookies. Oh, man. There's a, a bit of a race towards the counter as Trix and Eli kind of push and try and, and crawl. And Alara apparently trying to push over each other as the, uh, the, the, the three gentlemen of the party seem to, sorry, the, uh, the three other gentlemen of the party kind of stand back as the other three claw over each other to get to the, uh, the cookies. It almost breaks out into a fight uh, before Granny um, kind of smashes her hand down on the desk and says, Right, you lot! Just a few at a time, don't rush. You're going to ruin your appetites and get, make yourself sick. I will place three in my mouth immediately. <laughs> you watch as Eli's face goes into squirrel-like proportions as cookies are now be, just being shoved inside of his mouth. Wow. She says, all right, well then, you are an interesting little one, aren't you? You're so good. She uh, she smiles a big granny-like smile and says, oh, I'm glad you're enjoying them. Just don't make yourself sick. I don't want to have to I give will, you... I promise. Right? That's, uh, <laughs> I will take it for what it is. I don't know if I can believe you just yet, but uh, you gents in the back, would you like for a cookie? I wouldn't mind trying it, just to taste. Help yourselves. I would can take I one take- too. I'm I'll go and grab one. And I want to try and I say, hey, Pavo, catch! And I'll throw it at him. <laughs> catch. <laughs> Thank <All right>. you. <laughs> you kind of toss one up into the air. Um, Pavo, you're not really expecting us this at this point in time. I need you to make a sleight of hand check for me. All right. Well, that's probably not going to get eight. Eight, so uh, you kind of reach out wildly trying to grab, but the cookie seems to escape through your fingers. Um, uh, where all of a sudden you're not sure how, but Eli is directly behind you with his mouth open as the cookie almost in slow motion <laughs> sails into his wide gaping mouth. Uh, as he chomps down, a giant grin bursts out uh, across his face. Very shit eater, shit eating grin like. <laughs> Weird. I, I thought you were faster than that. I just wanted to see. But... Well, maybe next time. <laughs> so I walk over. I'm going to grab one from the plate myself. I was going to see if I could give you one that I stole, maybe. But that's okay. <laughs> well then, so you're saying you're off to uh, to some cult leader. Where Whereabouts are you going? North of the March, Marsh. Uh, must be very careful there. I've tried going out there a few times myself. There's some herbs around there that uh, they, they have some, some interesting properties to them. If you happen to come across any uh, leaves that uh, are, are blue as opposed to the greens, uh, a little bit of a white flower peeking up from the top of it, if you could grab a few for me, that would be, uh, that would be very much appreciated. So blue, blue leaves and white flowers. Yes. Yes. Okay. How many? How many do you need? Oh, maybe just a a small small handful. I'm not sure exactly. Okay. Oh yes, yes. 
what our metal friend says. A bouquet would sure. be cool. A bouquet would be lovely. Cool. Definitely keep an eye out for him. Well, thank you kindly. Hey. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to get back to cleaning my shop. Mm-hmm. Sorry about the crumbs <laughs> on the floor. You, we won. You are bad. Oh, she, she kind of laughed. <laughs> I have a lot of life experience. Ah, I can tell. my age. Perhaps we could uh, trade stories sometime. Uh, I hope we can. I hope we can. Uh, we want, I'm sure there's a thing or two I could teach you as well. Oh, I bet there is, Granny May. Whoa. <laughs> He's very unsure of where this is going. <laughs> oh, my. She kind of giggles to herself. Ah, if only I were young again. Well, if there's... <laughs> If there's nothing else I can do for you, um, I, I should get back to my chores. Okie dokie. All right. I should get out of here too before I talk myself into a situation. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, you all leave the, uh, the confines of Granny May's beautiful cookie-smelling establishment. Uh, and head out back into the makeshift streets of the Survivor Cove. What would y'all like to do? Should we get weapons? Or try to get weapons? I, have, I got my bamboo I stick. I'm good. Yeah. I have magic as my weapon. Is there anything else that we could use? I'm sure there's a lot we could use. Armor. See if they have any extra stuff lying around. I'm wondering if we should talk to the Tinkerer. Do you want stuff? I mean, I feel that I could definitely use some armor. Because I don't think I have any. <laughs> Hold on. I'm you confirming. Probably have, you probably have some armor. No, man. I got clothes. That's it. Did you equip your armor? <laughs> no, there's nothing. No, 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 no. There's nothing in the. Yeah, I'm looking in the bag. There's nothing in my inventory. Nothing. Oh, I have light armor. There we go. I don't know. Like I just want to check. I just want to see if he has anything All that right. can help us. You never know. Let's go. All right. Maybe so... you can tell me about these life experiences. <laughs> <laughs> Now's not the time. Okay. <laughs> well, you'll tell me when it's the time? Yeah, I'll tell you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Shall we? To the tinkerer? You all make your way down to uh, the familiar hut of Almarek the Tinkerer. Uh, you can see plumes of smoke once again billowing out of the top of the forge, uh, the makeshift forge in the back of his shop. As you enter, um, uh, he uh, he kind of he kind of looks back at you for a moment. And says, "Ah, oh, yes, my friends, welcome, welcome back. One moment, I have been, I'm finishing something. Just one moment." He turns around and uh, seems to be working something in the in the back area. A um, couple minutes go by before he returns, taking down his bla- his uh, his or putting up his gla- his goggles. You can see that uh, there's a little bit of soot uh, and smoke residue kind of uh, caked around his uh, his eyes. Um, 
Yes, what, uh, what can I do for you, my friends? Always a pleasure to see you. We are going to pursue a cult. <laughs> and we were wondering if you had anything that might be useful to us. Uh, cult, you say? I, I'm not one for... I'm, I'm definitely not one for divinity, I believe they call it, or arcana. I'm, I am just tinker. That's all I do. Um, but if you're looking for some level of protection, I might be able to assist you. Um, and he says, is this for you, little one? Uh, myself and then anybody else who feels like they need a little bit of extra protection. Well, uh, you're in luck, actually. I do have something that might fit you. Not sure if it will fit your friends, but... Uh, and he kind of uh, scurries off to the back into the workshop once again. Um, coming back out, he seems to be carrying a, a small um, bamboo made shield where the okay. bamboo sto stalks have been cut in half uh, and and kind of etched together with the same glue or um, sap that you had returned uh, from your previous encounters. Uh, there seems to it seems to be decent for uh, for in terms of protect protection. He says, "Now this will do well against any kind of potential physical attacks, but." Uh, magical attacks, I I don't think I'd I'd place bets on this protecting you too much. Okay. Well, in any case, it'll be helpful, so I really appreciate that. Oh, at least I can do if you face this cult, you say. I've never heard cult of pirates before. We don't know if the cult is pirates or if the pirates are separate from the cult while working with them. We have no idea. We're you trying to figure that out. You, you have many questions, yes. Okay, well, I think that's it for me, unless anybody else has any questions. Yeah, Eli, have you ever used a shield before? Uh, I cannot say that I have, Be but careful. <laughs> I am a fast learner. Good. <laughs> Is there something that I need to know about using a shield? <laughs> Yeah, keep it away from Alcor's fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I think you, you wouldn't be able to use two weapons if you're holding a shield. Yeah, yeah. I did think I did think of that. And and you need to put it between you and the opponent. Thank Otherwise you, Alcor. So Thank you, Alcor. That's extremely helpful. You're very welcome. <laughs> Okay. Uh, any other legitimate concerns? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see you strike a pose with it. Let's see what you look with it. Okay. I will attempt to strike a pose. Uh, you can absolutely make a performance check for me then. Okay. Oh, wow. Dirty 20. Or sorry, nat 20. Natural oh 20. Nat 20. Wow. Nat 20. Ooh, nat 20. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> oh, Eli, yeah. you look amazing. Ooh. <laughs> Holy crap. Thank you. Thank you. It's it's strange, yeah. but as as Eli holds up the shield, the 
the sun seems to shift in the sky just a bit as it comes beaming in through the doorway, hitting the shield in the, a perfect glow, creating this uh, almost uh, divine light spreading all around it. Wow. Well, Eli, that, that was impressive. But, but please, don't bow if you block a, a blow next time. <laughs> just want to keep behind your shield at all times. Just full of the sassy remarks. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> it's okay to be jealous, Alcor. That's okay. That's okay. I I've... got a shield too. <laughs> Let's see you strike a pose. Yeah, Alcor. I don't need to strike a pose. I only use it when I need it. Oh. No. Boring. <laughs> I have to side with Probably. Eli on this one. You know, I've heard of the term poking the bear, but I've never seen someone poke the squirrel before. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> Am I the squirrel? <laughs> small? Yes, you are like squirrel. Oh. Un- unlike giant moose that's always Come getting on, in my way. man. <laughs> I just did this epic pose and you're going to call me a squirrel? <laughs> I, 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 I will right, cast an animal friendship on Eli. haven't even left the village yet (laughs) wow oh boy I will shake my head and be offended (laughs) (laughs) and then I will thank the tinkerer and I will walk out of the tent you're very welcome. Very brave and valor-like squirrel. My apologies. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Uh, you Are you all leaving the tent? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um... You, uh, you all leave the tent, and are we, are we headed to the marsh, then? I'm good to... Yeah. Head yeah, on out yeah. if you guys are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're actually going east because that's where the marsh is. Matu lives north. in Matu lives in a hut north of the marsh, which is east of here. Well done. Oh, do yes. we want to confirm? Uh, with the was it with the dead guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Shoot. <laughs> I guess we can't. Are you feeling remorseful right now? <laughs> We didn't kill him. That's true. Yeah. I, no, it's not our fault. It's definitely not. It but Granny May knew where the marsh was. Probably because of the flowers. Yeah. Yeah, but we can confirm because it says north of the marsh. And well, we she can didn't confirm. say the marsh. She said, I've been in that direction. Oh. The but village... we don't know how far and like how far is the marsh and how far. The village is east of the marsh. And the height is north of the marsh. Yeah. Ah, we don't need to confirm. Let's go. Come on. Okay. All right. <laughs> Wait, if the village is east of the marsh and the marsh is to the west. Yes. Because we're in the village, exactly. right? No, yeah. the, it says the marsh is east. No, the village is east of the marsh. Of Uh-oh. the marsh. <laughs> the village is west of the marsh. <laughs> 
because the marsh is east of the village. Man, isn't it great that Rainer gave you all a map that basically told you exactly how to get back to the marsh area? Hey, who's got the map? Yeah, I, I got the map. This was quite entertaining. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I pull out the map and said, okay, here's the marsh. Right, point right to it. Looking is at he it, it's, the marsh? he is pointing at the marsh and it is in fact east of the cove. Can I try to hop to get a look at the map because they're probably holding it up too high. Oh yeah, oh, no, you're definitely jumping up. Low, you can see it too. <laughs> kind of okay. holding on the edge of Pavo's arm with your little tiny hands trying to jump up as best as you can to see over. <laughs> okay, so we have a we have a direction? Yep. Yes. I'm ready. I let's sure go. as hell hope oh, so. Let's go. Let's boogie. Weast. 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 Yeah. <laughs> We're going norwest. <laughs> all right um you all begin to make your way to the back of the cove where you you the familiar entrance and exit of the hideaway is and uh you leave the cove area uh-oh i know one step <laughs> <laughs> oh we stepped out of the village like <laughs> <laughs> You're all dead. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. I, I go back to the village. About. I have no idea what <laughs> I, I want to go back around. to the cove. <laughs> you all begin your journey towards the marsh. As you remember, it takes you uh, about an hour, maybe a little bit more, to make it back to the uh, strange trunk, uh, rotted tree that you saw the ritual completed in the last time. Continuing past this, uh, you continue further and further into the marsh as the trees around you begin to grow thicker. As you continue deeper into the forest, the canopy of the leaves also grow thicker and thicker, almost to the point of where the entire sun is being blocked. As you continue further, a mysterious fog begins to slowly roll around your feet. Strangely, the air around you grows colder as well as you walk to the point of where you can almost see your breath. It's so cold when you exhale. As you continue forward and as the air grows moist and thicker, it begins to send chills up your spines. You continue onward until you reach a fork in the path. One goes left, one goes right. Where's the map? <laughs> Havo! What? You're so the slow map, on the map man. thing. Take the out map. the map. <laughs> Looking at the map, does it tell us which way to go? Uh, you do see a... Um, you do see a, a fork in the, uh, in the pathways that are, is listed on the map. Pavel, go ahead and make a navigation check for me. Navigation? Or, sorry, uh, survival. Okay. 21. 21. Um, uh, you kind of look at the, the map for a moment. Um, 
uh, and you you kind of realize, okay, if the marsh is here, you'll probably want to take the the right hand uh, pathway. Um, as you lower the map, you see off in the distance what seems to be a small ethereal figure, kind of standing there, not much taller than Eli from what you can see. Um, that just seems to be standing there on the path. When all of a sudden you hear, or Ollie hears the same child's laughter he had heard just outside of the celled area. Do you hear it? I point down to the pathway. Do you guys all see the same thing I'm seeing? Is that one of my people? I don't know. Ghost squirrel? (laughs) (laughs) Squirrel? I heard the children's laughter again. Did we all hear it or just Ollie? Um, uh, You all actually give me a perception check. Everyone except Ollie. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Four. Wow. Oh. <laughs> twenty. Dirty twenty. All right. So the majority of you thought you heard something, but Eli is kind of not sure um, what you guys are talking about. As Pavo kind of points down the trail, you all kind of look for a moment. Doesn't seem to be anything there. Eli is kind of scratching his head for a moment to turn back towards the group, and as he turns his head, standing directly in front of him now, is a an ethereal, translucent child, more or less blue in uh, in composure. Its eyes wide as if it was screaming, but its mouth has been sewn shut. Do, do we see it, too? Uh, you see it for a moment uh, as Eli kind of jumps back in a little bit of fright. The figure almost glitches for a moment before it <sighs> vanishes into the fog. Okay, can I take out my sword and my shield? <laughs> and then I want to st- start yelling and asking if, if anybody else saw that. You all saw it. Yes. Yeah. I run back I to the group. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that confirms I'm not losing my bolts over this laughing child. I think that was the laughing child. Hmm. Oh, Further on down the path. Your mouth was sewn shut. Yeah, mouth was a... sewn shut. All right, what are we walking into? Pretty sure many know. people died in those, in those marshes. Do you um, just to confirm, was it on the right path that we saw this? Ethereal? Yes. Okay. Yes. That's the way and we have to go. As, That's as, the way the map is saying to go. As you ask this, Trix, you hear once again, much clearer this time, the strange child's laughter. Uh, that's clearly coming from the direction to the right. Maybe I should send Shadow up and just, like, scout the area out so that we know what's going on. Seems safe. Why would the children be laughing? <laughs> I don't think they were laughing, oh, though. Ollie. <laughs> Their mouths were so, so shut. <laughs> it sounded like laughter. It did. I think it was more like mocking laughter, though. I agree. 
Or maybe they were laughing. Before they got their mouths sewn shut. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. What would they be mocking? Our fate. Or they could be warning us. (laughs) Or it's a trap and they're not really there and it's an illusion. Or it's happy fun times. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So it's cold. It got colder around us, right? Yes. So I'm guessing there's like probably spirits all over the place that we can't see. Mm. Is that Bell or something? Can I? Yeah, you can go I ahead. Uh, okay. You can go ahead and make a perception check for me. Eighteen. Um, Eighteen, where you don't see any of the the same ethereal. Um, children per se up close and personal Um, you do get a glimpse of figures that seem to be gliding like smoke in and out of the tree line uh, probably about 50 yards away from you on either side of the right hand path (laughs) I share the information with the group there are ghosts all up in here maybe if we just walk fast they'll ignore us Maybe they can't even harm us. Maybe yeah. maybe they're not hostile. I mean, I try and make friends with everyone. So maybe we should just make friends with them. Maybe they're just like they're just sad. Okay, maybe they need some first. love. Maybe they're all our things and, and they just want Eli. Well they're children. They're kids, I, no? You, that one you, was a kid. You look like a kid. Hmm? You you wanna bait <laughs> the ghosts with me? You want me to be a fake kid? No. Well, if they think you're one of them. But then what if they think I'm one? I'm still alive. They're going to try to kill me and turn me into one of these weird ghosts with my mouth closed. I have so many important things to say. Do the, <laughs> do the ghosts in the tree. That's the only problem with that plan. Mouth sewn shut. <laughs> Sorry, say that again. Um, did the ghosts that you saw in the tree line also have their mouths sewn shut? That I don't think that I can see. Yeah, no, you would, just, from where yeah. you are, um, 50 yards to, to put in perspective is about oh. half a football field away. So it's kind of like you more or less saw silhouettes um, uh, of kind of a whitish smoke, like a little bit more um, opaque than the fog around you. Okay, I say we just go because we don't have a choice. Let's go. Yeah. All right. You continue. Hey, wait, on... what if I could use Shadow to try and lure them away? Yeah, why not bait your ghost with your poor, adorable pet? Poor. Shadow <laughs> loves me. <laughs> I'm poor because she's being sent into doom. the danger. <laughs> yeah. Hey, like, no, no. I love my pet. No. No, yeah. no, no, guys, listen. If listen, you listen. die, we won't go. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I can snap Shadow back to the other plane of existence, and it's fine, and then bring oh. him back again. So it's fine. The only issue is that I'll be deaf and blind. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So someone will need to, you know, just guide my body. That's all. That's mm. Okay. All right. Wouldn't well, it just be easier if we just walked? 
I yeah. think that I yeah, I think that they're not the I don't know, I just have a feeling that I, any issues that we will encounter, Shadow isn't going to encounter those. So and then um, even even if Shadow does have an issue, it's not like we can turn back. Like we have to go. So I say true, we true. just go. I mean, we're obviously right close enough to where Eli can see other figures and it's not doing anything to us now, so well, okay. well, it's laughing at us. Well, <laughs> it's laughing. That was a little disturbing, but we'll see what happens as we can move forward. Okay. Okay, let's go. All right. All right. You go to the right. You continue on down the path to the right. Not much further down the path, you come to a solitary large hut shrouded in a hanging mist. The hut looks run down and uncared for but you can see a slight flickering of torchlight from within. You also come to realize that you can no longer hear the animals in the forest, as if none of them want to come in or to proximity of this hut. Should we go see if somebody's home? Maybe they know some information about these ghosts. I mean, I couldn't keep the straight face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we gotta scope this place scope the place. Yeah, we have to sneak around and see if we can figure out if anyone's home. Well, what? why don't we just knock? Because what if it's Matu? It's a strange hut by the marsh. Oh, right. Poor yeah. he's in a hut. Yeah. <laughs> a champion note-taker, okay. ladies and gentlemen. There you go. Thank God I she's the Lara... wizard of the group. I just, <laughs> I just thought it was a random hut. It's actually unaware. <laughs> I just mm. thought it was a random hut. Okay. Um, can Does I it look like please? a sturdy uh, hut with like a sturdy roof? Um, it doesn't look very sturdy from what you can see. Uh, there is, you can plainly say some patchworks in it, um, as well as a, a few holes in the in the utmost part of the roof. The the general the the general hut itself looks very uncared for. Is it sturdy enough to hold a halfling? <laughs> well, um, I was thinking of propping myself on top, but I don't think there's any way I could get up there without notifying anybody inside. You can always try. <laughs> Are there any windows? We could just knock and try and befriend this person. No. Want to? Maybe. Hey, Matthew, want to be friend? Well, maybe. maybe. Just saying, we're going into this like we want to fight him, but maybe, yeah, we... maybe he just wants something specific, and we can give it to him, and then we can get off this island. You saw what he yeah. did, right? That's true. With the acid people, and <laughs> maybe he's a good guy, and the guy in the coves are the bad guys. Okay, you can maybe. knock on the door then. <laughs> If you want me to knock on the door, I'll do it. I wish I was that good of a writer. <laughs> I don't think so. I think oh. that we should see if we... Can we... Are there any windows? Uh, Make a... Um, well, from where you are, you'd make a perception check for me. Didn't we say that... Didn't you say there was a torch inside? Yeah. Was it? Yeah, you well, can see. You could probably see the go through the cracks. You could something. definitely 18. see it through the cracks. Uh, 18, so they're... From kind of... 
going a, a little bit further around the side without getting too much closer, it does look like there's um, maybe one window from what you, from where you're standing right now. Um, most of the m most of the torch light seems to be flickering from the I guess the cracks that's silhouetting outside of the front door. Okay. So yes. if this is a Matu guy in here, what is our plan of action? I mean, are we going to try to capture him alive, or...? Do we have any of that elixir left? We only Good used one dose. Yeah, uh, technically you used two. Or twos. Yeah. So we have one dose left. Yes. Oh, maybe that should be our goal. Because then we might need to ask him questions later. Should we try to see through the, the window? Deal. Well, let's figure out who's in there. You're sneaky, Eli. Why don't you go check? Well, because I'm short, so I can check. I can try. I'm pretty sneaky, too, if you need. I am not... <laughs> <laughs> I'm not too bad. <laughs> That's okay, Ollie. Neither am I. Okay... Uh, I don't think I, I can see the window, right? Would I be able to get through to take a peek at the window? Is there anything I can climb on top of? Uh, or would it be better for Pavo? You, you could probably reach the window sill and prop yourself up. It's just a little, like, it's not, it's not high enough. It's high enough that you probably wouldn't be able to see in it. But if you actually grabbed the, uh, uh, the window sill and kind of pulled yourself up, you'd probably be able to see it the inside okay i'll go all right i'm gonna cast guidance on her before she goes Ooh, fancy what's what's that that means you get an extra with 1d4 on ability checks nice all right so you're moving up towards the hut is anybody else going with her him sorry one person should be enough i think so for now yeah, just to check what's person. going on in there. Okay, first off, go ahead and make a stealth check for me, please. Okay. That is going to be a 17. 17. Um, uh, you all watch as, almost without a sound, uh, Eli begins to shred through the reeds that seem to be sticking up uh, out of the marsh floor. As you move towards the hut, you begin to feel this utterly, or smell this utterly foul stench of death and decay that just hits you in the face, completely invading your senses. Eli, I need you to make a constitution save for me, please. Okay. Mm, 21. 21. Uh, where it this this overwhelming stench um, bombards your senses you have enough focus and fortitude to break through the 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 stench keeping your focus you make your way towards the window uh, and find yourself now facing at the bottom of the window Okay. Reaching your tiny hands up, you slowly start to pull yourself up to 
towards the window. Okay. Looking inside, you see a dimly lit room as flames and torchlight seem to flicker across the floor itself. The To the right, you can see a few barrels and crates. Directly to your left, you seem to see a figure sta- sitting at a table. Can't make out exactly who it is, but you do see a staff leaning up against the wall, very similar to the one that you saw the night of the ritual. Okay. As you continue to scan the room, you look back to the center, and as you look back, an ethereal child with eyes extremely wide and a mouth sewn shut stares directly back at you, right on the other side of the window. <laughs> I'm going to stare at it. I'm not going to break eye contact. I think it might be trying to help me. I'm going to try to nod at it and see what it does. It kind of tilts its head towards you for a moment before reaching towards the window with a hand. I'm not going to (laughs) move. Its hand seems to push through the window as it continues moving towards your face. (laughs) Okay, maybe I'll stop. Maybe I'll... Gently let go. As the hand is just about to touch your cheek, you push yourself back, letting go of the window sill. Watching the hand, once again, you see as vanishes once again into the mist. Man, I think that kid's trying to help us. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna scurry back. Okay. Do Do I need to do any checks, or am I good? You're fine. Okay. Uh, I'm going to relay the information to the group, including the stuff about the child. Um, and I'm going to say, I think that's, that's Matu. Child? Well, there was a, there was a ghostly child in the middle of the room or slash like right in front of the window that reached out to touch me. Um, and there was also I can't I can't confirm that it's Matu, but there was a staff in the room. Probably was. Yeah. Why would he leave a staff? I never leave mine. So I think that that's him. So now we need to decide what we want to do. Smoke him out. Man. I could burn down the hut. Shoot. <laughs> I don't know. I'm happy this didn't come from me. <laughs> do, hey, do we want to do the dart thing? We can try. Yeah. Burn the hut down. He might just run out, and then we can surprise him with the dart. Oh, yeah. But then he's Double moving. Baby. But, 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 but. True. Are you suggesting okay. sneak up to the window and throw the dart through it? Oh, is there, yeah. Is there glass or an open window? That's a fantastic question. I don't know. Well, it's a hut. I, I think there was glass because it said that he reached through the window of the child. Oh, okay. Okay, oh. so there is glass, so never mind. Oh, wow, it's a fancy Wait, hut. Wait, through the window, through the wall. Hmm. <laughs> no. It's a fancy hut. Don't, don't, Ollie. Don't. 
Machu's glamping out there. <laughs> yeah, Machu's glamping. Shit, that's what I should have made this episode. Glamping? Straight up glamping. Yeah. <laughs> Gonna be a spin-off show. Glamping with Machu. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna be tips on how I to cannot do it. wait to see that in, on HGTV. Yeah. On the most glamorous, <laughs> creepy way possible. Right? What? Yeah. What, okay. what if we tie a string to the bottom in front of the door and when he runs out after us burning the hut down? Jesus. <laughs> <Be careful. laughs> it's not a horrible idea. But I think the dark idea is better. Yeah, but we can't. There's glass okay. on the window. Okay, well, but hear no, me out. Hear me out. Okay, okay. If Alara We're... sets it on fire, he'll come running out, and then we can get him. We hope. I mean, if I'm a powerful magic wielder, do I <laughs> just say, well, stay well, inside? Why, why did you say if? She's no, saying hypothetically. Matu, I'm oh, okay. speaking as Matu. I am a powerful magic wielder. That is obvious. Okay. I'm talking about Matu. We're assuming that Matu is also. And if I was a little more powerful, I would just bamf myself out of the hut. You would what? Like, bamf myself? Like, I would just appear somewhere else if I could. Right. Like, I used to say, we, we, mm. okay, I burn the hut down, and what if he never comes out because he teleported somewhere? Mm. Well, True. We make sound outside of the hut to get him to come out slowly, and then somebody shoots him with the dart, aka Pavo. I could try and befriend him. Yeah, I was gonna say. We could just <laughs> go and talk to him, and as he's coming out, Somebody else is ready. I mean, I could hide up in a tree 20 feet away. I think he's going to be hostile right away. I I, I don't know. Something is just telling me he already knows that we're here. Probably. Maybe because that that? kid signaled. Okay, if the kid kid is on... Somebody's at your window. Exactly. If the kid is on our side, then he's hiding the information from Matu. But if the kid works for Matu, then he definitely already knows we're here because I we just looked right at them. Yeah. Then if he knows if we're he's here, on our side, then he would see the ghost at the window looking at something. So. The fact exactly. that we're just sitting here having a conversation outside of hut, he probably would have been out here by now. What if but we? We're fifty sh- yards away. I thought. Oh, from yeah, the we ghost. are fifty yards away. Yeah. Okay, but he would have already noticed and come out and looked. Not necessarily. I think we should lure him out and then hit him with a dart with a sound. We could just call okay. really loudly. Somebody make Pavel, make some bird. <laughs> <laughs> or Eli, that'll work. You can okay. do that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we don't have to go right up to him. That's a good point. We just chuck a lure rock at him. Yeah, throw stones or pebbles or something, but we have to be close to throw. Whereas if we make a noise, I feel like the sound will carry. Well, even if I'm far away, I can pretty much close in on him pretty quickly from a distance. What if we threw rocks or pebbles at his window and stand outside with a boom box? (laughs) (laughs) What's a boom box? I can make sounds. What is this, the 80s? Oh, yeah, you have minor, you have illusion. I can make sounds. Oh yeah, but but we can make sounds with our mouths too. 
Wow. Yeah, but what if you made sounds of like something that might be more encouraging for him to come out? Like, like a child's laughter? Children laughing, yeah. All right, I can try that. Okay. Or something. Okay, and what are we gonna do if the ghost does the same thing that it did to me and it tries to touch you? Don't let it touch you. <laughs> I mean, that's that's easy easy to say, but Pavel has to shoot a dart. I think Pavel should dart. be hiding. Pavel, why don't you go up in the sky and shoot him from above? I can do yeah. that. Okay. So before we do, once we know what we're gonna do, then I'll dab the dart and the elixir, and then I'll head out. So when I'm in place, you make your noise. All right. I have to be within 30 feet, though. I'm just saying. I'll be close okay. by. Okay. So pull out my dart. You got do the elixir. To, do we want to separate and surround the hut so we can try to flank him? Sure. I'll yeah, be up, so. So that. Is there a lot okay. of room to fly around in this dense brush? Um, you've probably got 20 to 30 feet. It's, it's very dense where you are right now. So and if I can't really fly, oh, I could okay. at least perch myself up on a, a tree branch somewhere else. And then I can fly down at him at an angle instead of being just airborne. Sure. <laughs> Is it dense okay. around his hut or just where we are? Like, are we gonna have to run uh, the, out the into entire, an open? The entire area is is pretty dense in terms of the foliage, the the canopy over top of you, um, but it's mostly from um, large and wide kind of willow trees uh, that that kind of coat the above, still giving you a bit of space on the ground. Okay. So we got a plan. I think so. So we're gonna surround the hut. You're gonna fly up, wait for a signal. Randa's so are we make... finding hiding spots, or are we all going to run out when Pavel goes up? We're finding hiding spots, because I think initially, don't we just want to get him down with a dart? Like, we want to see if the dart works. Yeah. And if the dart's not I... doesn't work, close then enough we to where come you out. can come in. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Because we'll okay, need so... to come and get Alara away, because she'll be close. Yeah. They're like a bush 30 feet away from the front door. <laughs> exactly. No, nope. Exactly 30 feet away. Nope. Okay. <laughs> that one. <laughs> In fact, most, most, of the, most of the foliage on the floor it has, has more or less kind of rotted away at this point. Um, a lot of the flowers seem to be wilted over. Some have actually turned black and are now kind of crumbling away. Okay. I Good. could lay down and cover myself in foliage. You won't stink. <laughs> oh, 30 feet. If he's 30 feet away from me, that would put... It would be hard to hit me if I'm lying down. True. Yeah. So maybe I'll just do that. Okay. Are we getting in position? Well, I will just stand behind a tree. Dab the dart <laughs> first in the elixir before we go. Yeah. Okay, so I will give you the elixir because I think I have it. Yes. So I'll get my dart ready. I'll find a close enough tree to perch myself up on, and I'll wait for them to do their thing. 
Okay. Uh, searching around in terms of stable branches, you you do finally, when you take to the air, you you see one. It's about fifty feet away from the front door. That's fine. Okay. Uh, perching on top, um, uh, the rest of you are you starting to scatter um, around the the hut. You all start yeah. to begin to make your way around. I need everybody to make stealth checks for me. <laughs> 19. Oh. 11. <laughs> 23. <laughs> That's in that 20. Okay. Uh, 22. 23. Okay. Ollie? I got 11. 11? Alara? Both 11. It's, uh, it's five. Five. Ooh, oh, you man. all begin to move around <laughs> as Alara begins to make her way. Not subtle in the art of stealth. She seems to crunch down on a large stick as there's no other noise from any of the other birds or anything around because no other animals want to come close to this place. A large snap echoes in, across the entire area. You all freeze for a moment and kind of look at one another, wondering what to do next. It's when you hear a voice call out from the inside of the hut. No sense in hiding from Matu. Matu's child see you. Yeah. Come join Matu. <laughs> Guess we're joining Matu, guys. Don't want to. Matu we have confirmed. to. Yeah. He already knows. Okay. We hear him, but do we see him? You do not see anyone within the hut. Well, maybe he is friendly. He is welcoming, welcoming us in. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, Ollie. I'm usually one to assume that people are nice first. That voice is a little bit creepy. I would like to formally request that Ollie confirm his understanding of social situations with us before he acts. <laughs> Just in case. I don't. I don't have a roll check I, for that one. Hold on. <laughs> no, I'm very I'm familiar with social situations. Someone who is friends with children must be nice. I don't mm -hmm. think he's friends with them. I think he's holding them captive. I think he's their murderer. So Why would the ghosts be friends with their murderer? I don't think they're friends. They're not I friends, think they're man. held captive. Prisoner. The child is a prisoner. A prisoner that reports to their capture? Like, that doesn't make sense. Kind of like Shadow has to report games. to Lara. Oh! <laughs> Shadow loves Ouch. me, and I love Shadow. We're a team, okay? Just because you're okay. hungry. I'm going to go into the hut, because there's nothing else that we can do. He already knows. Unless you want to oh. try to shoot him. I can't we see him. We need to get close enough anyway, so... Yeah. All right, so All right. Eli, I'll follow you. Eli begins to walk towards the door. Trix begins to walk to the door, towards I'll the door. With. I'll follow with... Okay. Um, Pavo and Alara, what are you doing? I'll follow in last. Okay. okay. Uh, and Pavo? Are you guys going inside? Oh, man. Yeah. 
All right. I'll come up and I'll get behind him. Okay. I was going to um, wait outside. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, I know. That's that's not a bad idea, but. Uh, you guys are about <sighs> 20 yards away before uh, the stench uh, that Eli had once smelled um, once again bombards your senses. A, the sense, the, the smell of rot and decay uh, completely overwhelms you. I need everyone except Eli to make a constitution save for me. Do I have to do a constitution oh, save? 20. Yes, you do. Okay. 12. Not 20. That's oh, wow. Okay. 17. Okay. Rolling good. Uh, yeah, that's three oh. nat 20s on the same Sorry. save. Trix, you said that... you rolled a 12? A nat 20. Who rolled? Did someone roll a 12? Did I hear a 12? I did. Pavo. Uh... While all of you are, are easily able to, to shake it off this strange, almost musky, vinegary smell, uh, Pavo, you kind of get overwhelmed by this, not having a, a, a reference point of the smell of death. Um, for the next 10 minutes, uh, you will try to continue to compose yourself uh, with disadvantage on all ability checks. Oh, God. Ability checks? Okay. As you all make your way to the entrance of the hut, the door seems to creak open as if on its own. Do you continue into the hut? Mm-hmm. Do we see anybody inside? Not yet. You can't see too far into the uh, to the hut. Again, the, the only light source seems to be the, the flickering of two torches that probably sit close to the, the front entrance. I'm going to open the door with my foot. Okay. And I'm going to push it so that it opens and we can see before we go in. Okay. It's already open, I thought. No, it's open a creek, no? Yes. Oh. Correct. Sorry. Um, as you push the door open with your foot, you take notice of two small fire pits or braziers that sit on either side of the front entrance. They're eerie light cascades across the wooden floor very similar to shadows or spirits moving along the floor itself. You see a few illuminated uh, barrels, a couple crates, as well as a few corpses scattered throughout the room. At the other end of the hut, seated at a long makeshift table, you see the shaman you've come to know as Matu. He sits sideways on a rickety chair with one leg draped over the side, intently staring at the doorway. In his hands, he holds a remarkable adorned skull upside down. The jawbone and teeth on either side seem to have either been replaced or molded from a bronze metal version of itself. Strange markings akin to, more akin to voodoo symbolism than that of druidic ruins have seemingly been burned into the remaining areas of the skull. Matu reaches two fingers into the makeshift skull bowl and pulls out one of the largest, hairiest centipedes some of you have ever seen as he slowly lets it crawl 
through his fingers. My two children have been watching you since you hide from ritual. You stronger than others on island. What you want with Matu? <laughs> what do you want? What are you doing here? He kind of stares at you waiting for an answer. Are you responsible for the storms and the giant octopus monster that are that's destroying ships? No response. He continues to stare at you, waiting for an answer. Can he hear us? Can you repeat the question, Matu? <laughs> <laughs> what do we want? <laughs> We want scared. to know what <laughs> you are up to. That's what we want. Matu received <laughs> his call from the deep. Matu, follow Lord Kabathi. Matu, do as Kabathi say. And as he kind of answers to you briefly in kind of almost sporadic rhymes or puzzles, he watches and looks as the many-legged centipede now crawls up his forearm. He kind of looks at it, tilting his head once again before he reaches with his other hand, peeling it off with his two fingers, kind of pulls away as it tries to grasp onto the side of his forearm. He kind of inspects yeah. it for a moment before tilting his oh, head back. Oh, don't eat it. Don't eat it. Oh. Lifting it up oh, to his mouth, he watches it kind of crawls trying to get away from it over his lips as he lowers it down into his mouth. Blech. A loud crunching, squishing sound is heard as he turns his head back down towards you. He looks at your faces and sees a brief look of disgust on a few faces. He seems to take pleasure in this as he grins, giving you now a full show of his dinner. Hmm. That's an impressive trick. Who's Kabathi? You refer to him as Lord Kabathi. Who's Lord Kabathi? He is the lord of all seas one day. Once king from jungle, ascend. He become righteous in his rule over ocean. All Matu need to do is raise his army. Who's the king from the jungle? King from jungle, not your concern. You are not strong enough. But perhaps we bet to a test, yes? No, thank you. Matu make deal with adventurers. I mean, you can you can try, but I'm I'm pretty sure that we're not going to be interested. You just ate a centipede. You seem pretty weird. Matu, <laughs> want you to beat his puppet? If you you want <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Sorry. You want us to defeat your puppet. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> you beat Matu's puppets. You get greatest prize of all. You come join Lord Kabashi army, yes? Good deal, yes? I don't know. Who's your puppet? I thought you yeah. followed Kabathi. You got other people controlling you? I show you Matu puppet. And oh as boy. he says that, you watch as oh no. his hair seemingly seems to start flowing oh no. upward like he's sitting on a giant fan. The hair continues to move upwards towards the rafters high above him seemingly grasping onto the rafters as Matu smiles once again, pulling himself up by his hair up into the rafters and into the darkness. As he does this, there's a brief moment of silence before you see hair, strong hair strands seemingly climbing down the sides of the hut towards the corpses that you previously saw before. The hair okay. wraps around the skeletal bodies and pulling them up as if marionettes. Did it throw in the dark? And I'd <laughs> like you all to roll initiative for me, please. Uh, and now we have to defeat his puppets. Shoot. Uh. Eighteen. Nineteen. Twenty-four. All right, um, you guys will get this one day. Alcor. Sorry. All right. Five. Alara. Yep. Uh, uh, thirteen. Thirteen. Pavel. Twenty-four. Twenty-four. Tricks. Twenty-three. Twenty-three. Ollie. Eighteen. Eighteen. And Mister Schmoobles. Nineteen. 19. Okay. All right. Now, if I could turn your attention towards roll 20, my players. And we will go ahead and show the map on stream so all of our lovely chat members can see the... Uh, Beautiful, beautiful <laughs> artwork of my 8-bit warriors. Mm-hmm. Fabulous. So as, uh, as Matu disappears and as these skeletal figures kind of come to life, uh, being somehow manipulated by the strands of hair being flowing down from the, uh, from the rafters above. You can see that one skeleton uh, has a particular blue set of armor, while another has a yellow set. There's one with a red set and one with a green set. With that said, the, uh, the creatures kind of tilt their heads up and jaggedly twer- kind of tweak their their heads around their neck as they kind of gurgle um, some strange coughing-like uh, noises, almost as if trying to use the void lungs that now are within their chest as they slowly begin to make their way towards you. Pavo, you are first up with Trix. You are on deck. So looking up to where Matu disappeared to, I don't see a, a body mass of where he was at. 
Uh, it is extremely dark, but you can go ahead and make a perception check if you'd like, keeping in mind that you do have disadvantage on ability checks. And that will be your action for the, for the round. That's my action to look. Yep. So I was going to look to see if I can aim my dart. Well, up I mean, there. you are you are trying to look intently at something, so you're doing it with purpose. Therefore, it would be an action. So, with disadvantage, perception. That's a sixteen. Uh, sixteen. Um, you can see uh, a fair amount of, of hair kind of cascading down. Um, uh, it's, it's hard to make out any one silhouette that sticks out more so uh, than kind of uh, strands of hair that seem to be kind of moving almost like the, the tentacles that you saw before. So if that's my action, then all I have is a move. So I'll just stay where I'm at. Okay. So, um, Pavo, you kind of scan the, the upper realms trying to see as these skeletal figures continue to move in on your party members. Trix, you are up. Eli, you're on deck. Okay. I'm going to move towards the blue and yellow on the left. Okay, go ahead. And, you, and you guys should have control over your characters on roll 20. You can go ahead and oh, okay. uh, move them as you'd like. I don't have control of mine. All right, you don't have control of your character, so you're going to want to move. You want to move over to uh, yes, the blue and yellow. That's okay, good. moving towards yes. them, trying to hold them back potentially for a moment. What would you like to do? Um, I would like to cast my arms of Hadar. Ooh, okay. So, um, so you have to make a strength save. Anyone within ten feet of me. Okay, so, um, so Trix, you you all watch as Trix kind of rushes towards the uh, the two on the left hand side of the hut. Uh, as she does, she kind of stops quick or stops short in front of them. And as she does, she grasps onto this um, uh, glass uh, bottle that kind of seems to be residing from her chest. Something that you've seen before, but never really paid that much attention to. And as she does, she holds her hand out with her eyes closed. These sprawling black tentacles of arcane energy suddenly sprout out from all ar- from all around her, um, as the uh, as seemingly trying to grasp the two skeletons uh, that are moving towards her. Ooh. Uh, they for skeletons they seem to be quick and nimble and are able to avoid uh, stepping directly into the uh, into the circle of the black arcane tentacles. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, tricks? Wait, what? They just ran away? Uh, they stopped short before entering into the circle, just barely. They both what rolled. I... They both rolled a sixteen and a seventeen. Oh, I see. I'm sorry. No problem. Is uh, there anything no, else you'd like to do? Else. No. Okay. Um, kind of um, having a little bit of a frown on your face. You kind of curse under your breath. Uh, Eli, you were up. What wait, wait. Lo- sorry. Oh, okay. sorry. <laughs> on a failed save, they still take half damage. Oh, fair enough. Fair enough. That's why I wasn't sure if they actually managed to somehow magically avoid it or not. Okay. So uh, where they did try to um, avoid the circle of black tentacles, the tentacles seemed to reach out a little bit more, so grasping them uh, slightly by the legs and hitting them, uh, passing through them almost ethereally. Uh, Go ahead and roll damage for me. Okay. So that's five, so I'm not sure if half of five is... Okay, so it's half, half rounded down is typically what it is. Okay, so two. Okay. 
You watch as the uh, the the arcane uh, necrotic tendrils kind of wrap around their bony legs and kind of jettison up through the bone itself, kind of causing these almost tribal markings to to scatter up their leg for a brief moment as they kind of tilt towards one side, clearly seeing a, a bit of pain. Eli, what would you like to do? Okay, I would like to try to go for the blue armored skeleton. What I want to do is I want to see if I can climb up these boxes on the left. And then I want to see if I can like jump on the string and cut it. Okay. Um, dodging around the, the back of the brazier, you kind of sneak uh, quickly around to the other side of the uh, of the. Uh, the barrels. You uh, go ahead and make a uh, athletic check for me to see if you can climb up on top of the barrels. Okay, uh, dirty twenty. Dirty twenty. Yeah. So you, uh, while the bo- the the stacks of cr- the crates seem to be a, a little rigid, they don't seem to be secured down in any way. They tilt a little bit, um, but you're able to make it up to the the top of the. Uh, you are able to make it to the top of the crates, um, looking downward on the skeletons who seem to be advancing on your ally tricks. What would you like to do? Uh, I want to see because they're con- they're like puppets, right? They're connected to something from Matu. Yep, there are strands of hairs that seem to be causing them to to stay alive, or, okay. or give them the life. So what I want to attempt is to jump and grab one of the hairs and try to cut it. I don't know how many turns it's going to take me. Um, okay, so you you jump down trying to grab onto the the hole of the the strands, and as you do, you take your short sword trying to to hack away at it. Go ahead and give me an attack roll. Okay. Okay, so that okay. I'm sorry. I'm not used to rolling attacks. It's spells. So I'm adding my my hit slash DC modifier to my roll. Yeah. So beside uh, on D and D Beyond within your uh-huh. uh, action section, there should yep. be one for the type of weapon that you're using, where it says short yep. sword or dagger or something along uh-huh. those lines. Um, when you roll your attack, beside it, there's a two hit number yep. right in the middle. So you add that to your initial attack. And then if you do hit beside that is the damage for it. So you yeah. roll those da- okay. of your damage die. So that's a 24 to hit. Wow, okay, yep. And then I'm rolling damage. Yep, go ahead and roll damage for me. Okay, that is gonna be a nine. A nine. Okay, so as you uh, as you grapple onto these uh, these long strands of hair, you begin to kind of saw through it. Um, you you make it about halfway through um, before it kind of um, before the the strands kind of give way a little bit, causing you to to lose your grip a little bit. You're now holding onto the remaining strands, but cu- half have been cut away. Um, signaling that uh, only half of the skeleton's body works now. Ooh. Yes. The skeleton kind of limps accordingly, um, trying to uh, now looking over top of you, or sorry, looking up at you, uh, taking notice of what's happening above it. Oh, boy. Is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn, Eli? Hold on for dear life. 
Okay. So as you hold on for dear life, uh, the skeleton that uh, you just attempted to uh, remove the strings from is going to try and reach up and grab onto you and try and pull you down from the uh, from the heights. I need you to go ahead and either make a uh, dexterity save or a or sorry, yeah, a dexterity Dex save, save or a strength save. Okay, so I still have guidance, right? Uh, for ability checks, guidance is not oh, for shoot. saves. Okay, okay. Okay, so that is a, you said dex? Yeah. 17. 17, very good. So the creature begins to try and reach up towards you, and as you see that, you pull yourself a little further upward just outside of the grasp of the skeleton as he remains focused on you. Uh, the yellow skeleton is going to circle around and is going to engage with tricks uh, as it brings out a large um, rusted scimitar, um, seemingly from that of the uh, from a pirate ship, from what you've seen before, as it comes slicing down towards on top of you. Uh, you're easily able to void, move out of the way as it kind of crashes down on the floor beside you. Um, while this is all happening, the uh, red and the green skeleton are going to start advancing on the other party members. One engaging close to Pavo, the other coming up close to, uh, to Alcor. Both of them are going to um, attempt to make respective attacks against both of you with their scimitars. Actually, one holds a scimitar, the other holds a, a, a rusted bladed war axe. As the one with the scimitar comes thrusting down on you, Pavo, uh, that is going to be a... What's your AC? Uh, 19. So that is a dirty 20 to hit, so it comes screeching down on top of you. You try to move out of the way, but uh, it just slices you enough, still trying to get your composure back from the awful smell from around you. Uh, you take five points of slashing damage as the short sword comes down over top of you. Alcor, um, uh, you, uh, you watch as this thing comes towards you. You try and ready yourself. Um, the war axe comes slamming down beside you, but you are able to adjust and move out of the way. Um, uh, miss that with the creature kind of, the skeleton is smashing down into the floorboards themselves. Alcor, your AC is still 16, right? Yep. Okay, so yeah, it misses you. Um, all right, that puts us to Oliver, and on deck is Alara. All right, I would like to... Just go up beside the red skeleton and smack him with my mace. All right. Winding up, um, uh, using your flexing your 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 silvery muscles, you come smashing down on top of the creature's skull. Go ahead and make an attack roll for me, please. Mm, five to hit. Uh, five. So the uh, the creature seems to just be able to pull its sword up right at the away from uh, from Pavo for the right second that it's able to block the uh, the mace as it comes down kind of locking engaging you in kind of a test of strength for a moment as uh, as it pushes back just a little bit harder than what you're used to pushing your uh, your mace back from it is there another action you'd like to take or a bonus action you'd like to take uh no I'm just gonna 
chill there. Okay, so uh, next on deck is Alara. What would you like to do? Alcor, you're on deck. Um, how tall is this little beacon thing that's next to me? Uh, it is a brazier, so it's probably only about um, probably about two feet off the ground, uh, but there is a fire directly inside of it. Okay, so I guess I can't, I don't really have a clear shot on the, the one that's next to Alcor. Um, it's, uh, you do with disadvantage because there is some smoke billowing up, kind of blurring your sight. Uh, and if, I, okay, I'm going to move out though, out and around so that I can get a clear shot okay. for the one that's near Alcor. Okay. So I'll run... I guess I'll stay close to him so I don't take an opportunity attack from the, the red guy. And I'll run around 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, up higher. And to the right, too. Uh, you would be taking a, an opportunity attack if you do that. Why? Because you're outside, You're getting outside of range from the, from the red skeleton. Okay. Is there any way, like, is there any way to avoid that, or just to stay in his? Uh, yeah. If you, if you, it, you're, you're right on the corner uh, at this point. So you, you're technically still within range of the red skeleton, uh, but you can see the green skeleton from there. Okay. Okay. That sucks. Oh well. It is what it is. Um, and I will. Uh, I, my little staff will glow blue, and I will um, rub my hands together, and I will summon a ball of cold energy, and I will shoot it at the one next to Alcor. Okay, so uh, holding your um, holding your staff up high for a moment, you watch as the uh, the crystal on the end starts to sh- turn a a frosted blue color, um, as a, a small speckles of, of frost seem to coat the outside of the crystal itself. Um, the energy from it reaches forward towards the green skeleton. Go ahead and roll an attack for me. Uh, that's a 15 to hit. Uh, 15. So, um, the the frost ball comes flying out towards the the creature and hits it directly in the side of its shoulder um, causing the frost to kind of bellow over the shoulder itself giving a little bit of freezing effect over top of the creature go ahead and roll damage for me oh yay That's uh, 14 points of uh, cold damage. 14 points of cold damage. Wow, very good. So uh, as Alcor, you, um, you you look in fear as the skeleton kind of looks down upon you. Um, it's, it's vacant eyes uh, somehow kind of giving you a bit of a death stare. Um, as it uh, looks like it's going to reposition itself to attack, you watch as uh, this blast of frost kind of covers over top of it, uh, first kind of just melting over scaling over the, sh- the shoulder it starts to uh, cascade throughout the rest of the creature's body as the bones begin to become brittle from the frost as they start to break and tear and snap directly in front of you the weight of it kind of hold over to the side a bit is just too much for it to bear as it begins to fall apart uh, as the strands of hair quickly pull up back into the ceiling 
Nice. One skeleton down. I will stand ethically. <laughs> you stand in a, your best heroic pose as possible. Alcor, you are up. What would you like to do? How far am I from the yellow skeleton? Uh, you would be about 5, 10, 15, about 20 feet away from it. Okay, so I would position myself right in, I guess, on the side of it. If it, Yeah. Okay, so moving around, you nod at Alara in thanks as you kind of whiz past her running towards the creature. Uh, you get yourself well within, uh, w- well within range. Uh, can I go one square up, one more square, like if I'm right behind him on, on the angle? Because I'm going to, to cast Thunderwave. I don't want to hit tricks. Um, all right. Um, so, sorry, say that again. I'm going to cast Thunderwave, so I'd like to go one more up. Because so, it's a 15 square oh, cube. Okay, I see what you mean. I don't want to hit tricks with it. Just the skeleton. Okay. And the other one. Whoops. Um, all right. So um, uh, you, uh, you you cast or you pull out one of your uh, one of your favorite uh, maps, star maps. As you do, you kind of read through the text and read over the stars directly as a thundering wave begins to spur from behind you, and as it does, the force of it blows past you almost like a wind forcibly throwing itself towards the skeleton. Uh, is it a thunder wave? Is that a save or is that a... It's a save. It's a constitution save. Okay. Uh, that is an utmost failure as it does the uh, the winds of the thunder form quickly, sporadically go flying towards the uh, the yellow skeleton. Go ahead and roll attack damage for me, please, and thank you. So it, it, it's basically a... a, a... 15 feet cube, so the the blue one would be hit also. Okay. So as this wind blows tricks, you kind of feel this this rush uh, of wind kind of move past you in a forceful manner. Your trinkets kind of... um, uh, kind of uh, trinkle in the uh, in in the the air of the waves. You kind of hear them rumbling, uh, almost like uh, wind chimes. They both take nine points of damage each, and they're pushed back ten feet. Okay. So. Sorry. Uh, so what's happening to me? You're oh, not right. hit. No, Eli's. Yeah, I, I'm, Eli's. Yeah. No, Eli's hanging above the uh, blue skeleton from the hair strands that are controlling it like a puppet. Well, sorry, you, you you are at the wrong place at the wrong time because you you're still on the boxes <laughs> on the map, so basically you you're yeah. taking the hit. <laughs> yeah, sorry so about that. Take, That's my bad. Do I so. take nine points too, or do I need to do a save? You need to do a save. Yeah, go What's ahead and do, I'll let you do the save. Oh. It's a it's constitution kind of save. Oh my god. Every battle. You got this, Eli. You got this, <laughs> buddy. Good, you can do this. <laughs> Let's do nine. this, girl. Hang on. Hang nine. on. Nine. Hold your shield up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold the shield. So you get nine points of damage and you push ten feet against the wall like the blue one. So okay, so I'm this. at one HP. 
So, yeah. oh boy. Trix, as Big the uh, as as the wind kind of flows past you, uh, you watch as the ske- the blue and gr- yellow skeleton go f- slamming up against the walls, um, uh, and unfortunately, you watch as your small friend also goes slamming up against the wall, um, falling down to the ground once more, right beside the blue skeleton. Now, uh, just on the other side of the crates, um, he looks badly wounded at this point. Why you gotta do Eli like that? Okay. Uh, it's okay. It was a mistake. You didn't know. It's Eli, Eli was not at the right place. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing he was swinging in the air and. <laughs> Sorry, the wrong way. My, my apologies, guys. Just to retcon for a second, as uh, as the blue skeleton smashes up against the wall, it, it virtually explodes into piles of bone and dust. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Eli, you are you are damage. now you are now covered in the dust and decay and bones of uh, the creature that you were just holding on to its strings for. Cool. 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 All right, Alcor, is there kind anything else you'd like to do? Uh, I just look at Eli, just, just shocked. He's like, oh, you were there. Okay. <laughs> I can feel I the, the utmost love in this group right now. All right, Pavo, uh, you, top of the round, you are up. Trix, you're on deck. What would you guys like to do? Well, first, Pavo. Okay. Well, now that I've got this red guy in front of me, I'm going to drop drop the dart that was in my hand grab my bamboo pole and do like a baseball hit smack him on the side okay so um as you kind of twirl the dart putting it back into its uh, small holster uh that really is just a, a makeshift band that you have around your robes at this point uh taking your uh your wooden or your sorry your bamboo staff you swing towards the creature kind of giving it um, an upworld twirl a little bit trying to hit it directly in the lower jaw go ahead and make an attack for me 24 to hit uh, 24 absolutely hits. Go ahead and roll damage for me. The connection is loud. You hear a crack under the uh, the skeleton's jaw as uh, as a part of it kind of loosely hangs on from the uh, from the hit. So that'd be a 13 damage bludgeoning. Okay, so as you uh, as as you make the connection, you feel this immense sense of focus kind of flow over top of you, and the energy that you felt during your meditation begins to rise up once again from inside you. You think for just a brief moment, is this the key your master talked to you about? All of a sudden, you get this spur of energy behind you, and you get one additional attack as you hit it with a flurry of blows. Nice. So that would be with my quarterstaff or with martial arts? Uh, you can hit it with your quarterstaff or you can hit it with uh, with an unarmed attack. Well, if it's flurry, then I'll do unarmed. Okay. So that would be a dirty 20. Dirty 20 absolutely hits. Or nine points. All right. So as, you, uh, as, as the bow comes flying up, making connection, you smash it on the bottom of its skull flipping the bow on over top of your head you kind of reach down to the side and as the momentum comes downward bringing your foot up in a roundhouse kick you hit it directly on the side of the skull's head as it completely separates from the neck as it goes flying across the room the body then goes limp uh in the uh in the uh the hair strands as uh 
they begin to move back up towards the ceiling. The rest of the body falls down dead. Sweet. With one enemy left, everybody's eyes on it. Trix, what would you like to do? I would like to cast Mind Sliver and jab a disorienting spike into their brainless brain. Okay, so focusing and closing your eyes for a moment, putting two fingers towards your head, you reach out and try and grab whatever consciousness you can find directly in front of you. You you try your best, and you seem to have grabbed onto something. Go ahead and uh, make an attack for me. Awesome. Uh, so it's an intelligence save. Right. It was a save. Sorry, my bad. I'm going to update my list right. here for you. Yeah. Um, so as uh, as you connect with the creature, you open your eyes briefly. It now is looking directly into your eyes. You've seemingly made this connection telepathically between yourself and this creature. You push your fingers outward, and as you do, uh, unseen by anyone else, a shard of mental energy goes flying towards the creature as it stabs it directly in between the eyes. Go ahead and uh, roll damage for me. And that is six. Six points. So uh, the 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 mental psychic energy penetrates through the creature's skull uh, and all of you watch unbeknownst to you you're not sure exactly what happened but you see the back of the creature's skull as bones blast out out of the back of it kind of coating the back of the wall the creature gives a slight look of um of curiosity before it's kind of limps down to one side as you watch the hair strands continue to move back up to the rooftops. A moment of silence passes. Another moment. Look up to see if Mato's still there. Pavo, you look up just in time to see as strands of hair begin to whip down uh, on each on top of the group. I need um, everybody except Pavo to go ahead and make a dexterity save for me, please. Oh, no. I got an unnatural... Wait, are you going to do the thing? Sorry, I don't want to jump ahead again. Uh, dexterity save, guys. <laughs> we're waiting, waiting for you. For you. Waiting, for you. waiting for me for what? I just told you, do dexterity saves. <laughs> what? That's the last time I said the initiative. That's the only time we wait? Yeah, the only time I ever really ask you guys is for, for initiative order because I have it written out. So. Oh, okay. But yeah, okay, you guys 22. Can... Okay. 22. <gasps> okay. 22 also. Ooh, twinsies. Unnatural 20. Ooh, unnatural 20. Okay, Alcor. Yeah. 11. 11. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and Alara? What? Five. 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 Okay. So, um, as, uh, as a few of you are able to, um, 
maneuver out of the way, more specifically Eli, still holding on to one side as you seem badly hurt from the uh, being smashed against the wall. Uh, you're able mm. to dodge once again back behind the crates. Uh, Tricks, you take notice of what Eli's doing and are able to evade out of the way. Uh, same with Ollie being able to somehow miraculously maneuver him his large metallic body out of the way. Pavo, you as well uh, were able to, uh, to maneuver out of the way. Two strands come whipping down towards Alcor and Alara, one grappling onto Alcor and pulling him slightly off of the ground. Um, Alcor, you are considered tang- uh, grass grappled at this point. Alara, as this um, hair follicle becomes streaming down towards you, you catch it just in time, instinctively putting your hand out, trying to block it from it attacking you. When your hand begins to glow for a brief moment, as the hair strands come closer towards you, they seem to slow down. The sounds around you almost begin to sound like echoes all around you as the entire scene seems to slow for a brief moment. The strand seems to stop somehow directly in front of your hand. You watch as reverberation of arcane waves begin to pulsate out of your hand as if stopping it itself. You quickly dodge out of the way of it as the hair follicle sweeps, uh, immediately sweeps down in front of you. Not sure what happened there. Hmm. So, as we, uh, as we continue, um, Matu now bringing himself back down from the rafters slowly begins to appear from the rooftops uh, directly down onto the table itself. Matu kind of grins at all of you as he holds his staff in one hand, his hair follicles kind of flapping out to the side of him. Um, uh, next up on the list is... Trix, did you have a turn before? Oh yeah, you did your mind sliver, so it is in fact Matu's turn. He came down, he did the hair entangle. Um, Eli, it is now your turn. What would you like to do? Do I have any of the healing potions from Granny May? Uh, high or low for your benefit? High. You do. I would like to chug one of those real fast. Okay, popping the lid off, you kind of guzzle it down. It's kind of gives it. It's a very uh, sweet berry-like taste to it. It's actually very, very good. Um, as you as you kind of suck it back, you feel a immense surge of energy kind of revitalize you as you kind of stand up straight cracking your neck as you kind of flex your muscles out a little bit, trying to get ready back into fighting stance. Um, so you heal for 2d4 plus 2. Okay. Shoot. I'm okay. screwing this up. So I'll um, take care of it, but that's my turn, right? No, as per our homebrew rules, you can use a potion as your bonus action. Okay, so that will restore me to 10 points. And we have Matu on the table, and that's the only enemy. Matu is on the okay. table. He's the only enemy. Um, Does he see me? Because I'm kind of like behind you're the technically, crates. Yeah, you're technically hidden right now. I am going to sit tight. Okay, you're going to hold your action? I, mm-hmm. Okay, what are you holding for? Uh, if there's an opportunity, I want to see what he does. I don't know if he's gonna like attack us. Actually, where is he, Lara? Can I see Lara? What's or um, Alcor? Can I see Alcor? Because he's grappled. Alcor, yes, he is grappled, hanging just off the ground by about five feet. 
There's there seems okay. to be large hair follicles or hair strands completely wrapping around him, kind of tightening its grip on him uh, as he kind of dangles there from above. Can I reach the strands of hair? You can certainly try. Okay, I'm gonna try to cut him loose. Okay, so running towards uh, running towards Alcor, uh, your short sword uh, brazed high. Uh, go ahead and make an attack roll for me, please. Uh, 18. 18 just hits as you're able to slice through a portion uh, of the hair follicles. Go ahead and roll an attack for me, please. Or roll damage for me, please. Okay. That is going to be... That's That was with my short sword? Um, unless you were hitting it with another sword? Yeah, no, I think so. Okay. Okay. So that's a one. So that's a re-roll. <laughs> that is nine, nine points of damage. Okay. So uh, slicing through about a quarter of the hair that seems to be grappling your friend Alcor, you continue to try and reach into to pull it apart to try and get him out as much as possible. Um, uh, that brings us to Ollie. What would you like to do, Ollie? Alara, you're on deck. Um... All right, I'm going to cast my Cure Wounds on um, Pavo. Okay. As you uh, as you chant the incantation the, that your divine God had explained to you through his its teachings, Pavo, you started to suddenly feel a warmth kind of radiate from your stomach outward, uh, and as you do, the wounds that you had that had been inflicted upon you seem to magically close themselves up uh, or reset certain parts of any bones that may or may not have been broken. Um, Ollie, how many points of healing does he receive? Uh, one d eight plus three. Okay, so you need to roll that, Ollie. Oh. Four. <laughs> four points of damage. Okay, one. so Pavo, you receive four <laughs> points of healing. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, as uh, as you finish your divine prayer towards Pavo, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? I just set my gaze on Matu and get ready for my next turn. Okay, perfect. Uh, with that said, Alara, you are up. Alcor, you're on deck. Um... What's the table made of? Table is made of wood. Okay. Um, could I stand behind the brazier in line with him and still get a shot through the brazier? Um, there's not a lot of room behind the brazier, but yeah, I'll allow it. So right, I will go. You get just the behind the brazier. Yeah, and I would like to summon my moat of fire and also try and catch the fire in the brazier in front of me and aim my firebolt at his feet and try and light the table on fire as well. Sorry, so you're trying to do what exactly? I'm trying to use the fire from the brazier to add to my firebolt. If, if not, then just for flare. And uh, because the firebolt catches flammable items on fire, I would like to sort of aim it at his feet so I could also catch the fire on table. 
Okay. The table. <laughs> <laughs> Fire on table. So yeah. I'll I'll allow that, but just for future reference, you're not you're shooting when when you cast a spell, you're you're casting arcane energy. Arcane yeah. energy can't really be set on fire. So typically, if you wanted to do something like that, it would have to be an arrow or a sword or something that is flammable. Arcane energies aren't necessarily flammable. But you can go ahead, and as uh, Alara runs back to the other side of the brazier, you watch as she, uh, once again, her the... Um, the glow of her crystal ball on top of her staff kind of illuminates as a small particle of orange arcane energy kind of floats outwards towards it. She grabs out towards it, pulling it apart so it resembles that of a bolt. Turning back, she throws towards Matu. Go ahead and roll an attack for me, please. All right. Uh, Seven. Seven. That's fourteen to hit. Fourteen to hit. Um, so the and you were were you aiming directly at Matu or were you aiming at, at the feet. table? I I want to get his feet so that I can catch him and the table on fire. <laughs> well, you gotta you gotta pick he one. <laughs> Are you aiming at the table or his feet? Okay, fine. I'll just aim at him then. Okay, so you uh, you throw the bolt directly at him, um, and where it does miss Matu, it does hit the table. See how that works? Wow! <laughs> as the okay. as the table begins to smoke with a, a bit of fire, um, there it does seem like it might be catching on fire, but not just yet. It's not like it bursts into flames with a fire bolt. Um, is there anything else you'd like to do on your turn? Um, sure, but actually, the spell says that flammable objects do catch on fire. Just saying. Oh, you know, I'm saying, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm Story saying that it is, it is catching on fire, but it's not like it okay. bursts into flames like if you cast like fireball on it or something. Okay. Firebolt is a, a cantrip, right? So, okay, that's you got to be careful with those. Hey, uh, waka 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 waka. <laughs> All right, Alcor, you're up. What would you like to do? Okay, am I completely restrained, or do I have a? Uh, you are completely restrained right now, um, uh, so I need you to either make a dexterity or a uh, strength save for me, please. Does he have advantage, though? Because I cut some of it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why you have not? A, yeah. Is, is, is one of my hands free? Um, high or low for your benefit? Hi. Uh, yes, it is free. However, as you um, kind of look around uh, to see what's going on around you, having your hand now loose, you see what looks like tens, if not 20, tiny little spiders that seem to have infested the dreadlocks of this shaman now moving down towards you. Okay. Uh, As I see the flame on the table, I would do control flame and shoot up five feet up in in the sky. Back against. Uh, okay, so directly underneath Matu. Matu. Yeah, just make it going up five feet. Okay, so uh, taking a brief moment, you reach your hand out, and as you do, the you seem to be able to harness the the natural elements within the flames. As you pull it out like a column directly from the wood, it Matu 
completely now uh, en- engulfed in flames. It's his hair now. You can smell disgusting raw pieces of burnt hair just kind of all around you. You get dropped, uh, falling directly on the floor um, as he kind of screams and wails a little bit. Um, you are stronger than Matu assumed. I will be back for all of you. And as he says this, you watch as a fog begins to emanate directly from the floor around him. The smoke in the area seems to now be covering as well. You all begin to cough viciously as the fog begins to fill up the air around. Uh, I need everyone to make a perception check for me, please. Um, can, can I cast a spell? Uh, you can cast one more st- spell as long as it's a bonus action. Oh, uh, no, I can't. 17. Dirty 20. Okay. Eight. 11. Okay. What are we rolling for? Uh, perception. Okay. No. Seven. Okay. Uh, so a few of you watch as Matu... You can see the silhouette kind of disappear up into the uh, into the the rafters above once again. The fog now completely emanating all around you, making it difficult to see. Um, you hear a few noises before it all goes quiet once again. The table remains burning uh, directly in front of you. Is the fog still in the room? The fog is still in the room. Yeah. I will cast destroy water and I will dissipate the fog. Very good. Okay, so um, destroying the water, it seems to have the exact effect as you need it to as it kind of turns more into mist before it disappears. You look once again back up into the rooftors, now fully lit uh, from the fire that seems to be uh, emblazing on the table. Matu no longer seems to be within the rafters. Are you able to put out the fire? Yeah, put out the fire. I can't put out the fire. <laughs> can anyone? Um, <laughs> can anyone I'll, put out the fire? I'll, I will. I will do a control flame, and I will kill the fire. The, the, the flame. Okay. So controlling the fire, you watch as the fire sinks back down into itself. A little bit of smoke rising from the top. And see. And I think that's a good spot to uh, to do a quick break. But we did have a wonderful uh, new viewer ask uh, a favor of all of you. Um, I am going to have to ask that each of you uh, at the DM's convenience, I can stress that enough, have them roll a d6 in which you of you will receive artwork. Okay. Um, so thank you, Six of Spades, for your suggestion and for your very, very kind offer. We We thank you very much for that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and roll that, and uh, it looks like Trix, our, uh, our Satyr Warlock, um, uh, could potentially be receiving some artwork from one of our members of the community. Uh, Six of Spades, thank you so much for the offer. That is so insanely nice of you. We really do appreciate it. We will wow. absolutely be um, showing that on stream. We can uh, we can do uh, a couple things there. But thank you so much for your offer. Um, and hey, if it's not too much to ask, maybe you can give us a little bit of a follow while uh, while you uh, <laughs> while you draw for us. Um, 
and if there's anything that we can do to help promote you or your artwork, please let us know. We would be very happy to, to promote as much as we can from anything from our community. Um, we do try and, uh, uh, try and bolster our community as a whole as much as possible. So anything that we can do to help our members as well would be very, very much thankful. And thank you very much for that follow. <laughs> well, he, needs a, um, he needs a description. Six of spades. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna briefly turn it uh, over to Trix for a moment. If uh, if she would go ahead and like to give a bit of a physical description of her character, please. A physical description of my character. Okay. Uh, well, I'm a satyr, so I'm half goat. I have some horns. I like to wear a woolen hat that my horns poke through. And I have all kinds of jewelry and gadgets hanging from my horns. Um, I wear a long coat. I have some gloves with no fingers. I have lots of shabby looking clothes and sometimes one or two glamorous looking pieces that I may <laughs> take for myself. <laughs> um, and I have a big long braid coming out the back of my hat. So if you didn't catch all of that six of spades, what we'll do is we will uh, we will send you a DM, a private message with a written description um, uh, over the course of our break. We're going to take a, a short 10 minute break now. Um, go get some apple juice as needed um, and we will be back shortly. But once again, thank you everyone for watching so far. Um, we will be back ASAP to continue our evening's adventure. Stay tuned, everyone. Welcome back, everyone. Did you miss us while we were gone? Because we missed you like crazy. <laughs> I know I did. How's everybody doing in chat? Everybody feeling good so far? I see we have uh, an audience poll going, whether Eli or Alcor is going to hit Eli with water or electricity next week. I think <laughs> cross the streams. I, I think that's, uh, that's a real toss-up at this point. I mean, whether it's fire this week, water next week, who knows? Who knows? We're gonna have a we're gonna have a, uh, a, a Captain Planet version of attacks just specifically towards <laughs> Eli from Alcor. Six, you say uh, say electric electric. I you're probably right. You're probably right. Right. But who knows? Hey, tune in next tune in next week when we find out exactly how Alcor is going to damage Eli this week. Oh, man. <laughs> My, my table, ladies and gentlemen, my table. <laughs> All right. Without further ado, let's hop back into tonight's episode. And we will get... Let's do this one again. So, having seen that Matu has now fled the scene, uh, let's, where did my music go? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. All right. <laughs> Seeing Matu has now fled the scene, you look around the now vacant hut in the northern marshes. Looking around, you can see once again there are a few crates and barrels. There seems to be some small trinkets left on the table. What would everyone like to do? I want to go look at the trinkets. Yeah. Yeah. Ollie, go, go first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, they go to the table. I'll go to the crates. Yeah, I was okay. going to go to the crates, too. 
Well, we can open them together. Okay, who's gonna? Open? I will. I, I will go to Eli to make sure Eli is okay. <laughs> oh. Face can wait. <laughs> all right. So, um, Pavo and Ollie, you kind Father of go cookies. to to opposite ends of the room, looking at the the crates and barrels that you find there. Looking through, they seem to be just relative leftovers of some of the other shipwrecks. Um, searching through everything, uh, you find what seem to be a pair of engra- engraved bone dice, um, a small silver bracelet, and 50 copper pieces. Wow. That's a lot for our group. Yeah. Oh, pieces? As a they still make those? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, sorry? What'd you say, Pavel? I was just writing. Sorry. Okay. Um, and um, Alcor, you're going to go over to Eli. Yeah, just to make sure he's okay. Just no commotion or not beating too much. And uh, just uh, glad you're okay. There, there. And just move on. Okay. <laughs> oh, can we do one of those like awkward, you know how guys like pat each other on the back because they don't want to like show any emotion can we do one of those oh we'll we'll do better than that i need you both to make sleight of hand checks for me please Uh-oh. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa, okay. trying to do. <laughs> i have plus seven. <laughs> oh my god i rolled so high 26 26 okay. so that rolled seven seven <laughs> uh seven oh. plus sleight of hand plus three that's a ten ten so um uh, you guys kind of uh, Alcor puts his hand on on Eli's shoulder, kind of just making sure that he's okay. They kind of give a glance, like everything's good. Like, yeah, homie, we good, we good. And then the inevitable uh, Eli goes for the fist pound as Alcor goes for the high five, and you get oh, this God. awkward connection of oh, hand wrapped <laughs> over fist. You guys just you'll you'll sync up one day. I know it. I feel I feel like you guys can do this one day. I would like to break eye contact and go to the table. Okay, so um, immediately diverting your eyes to the floor like, hmm, oh God, uh, you walk over to the table. Scattered on next, top of the- ne- ne- Next time we, we might mind link it before we do it. Oh my God, are you gonna mind link me? I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> as, you, uh, as you walk over to the table, you can see, like I said, a few scattered trinkets over top of it. You can see some small animal bones, uh, a few empty vials with some type of residue left within it, um, a few dried herbs and flowers. You also see that strange adorned skull um, now hunched, flopped over on the side of the table, now seemingly empty from all the creepy crawlies that were inside of it. There's nothing shiny. Uh, the the skull is quite shiny with the bronze plating um, all around it. You can see a number of um, etched in, like I said, voodoo symbols or sigils within, or some type of tribal-like symbolism, very different from the druidic ruins um, that y- you might have come across. I guess I'll take it. Okay. Am I going to get like creepy child ghosts following me? But make sure there's no bugs inside. Yeah. yeah. Let me, like, look or Can I, like... I don't even want to touch it yet. I just want to, like, poke around and see if I can see underneath it. 
you find a, a piece of a, a small piece of, of kindling that had broken off during the battle. As you pick it up, you kind of poke it a little bit to see if it moves or if anything happens as you uh, doesn't seem to be moving whatsoever. Um, you go to reach to pick it up and as you do one last creepy crawly goes over top of your hand as it kind of falls back down on the table and scatters away. Okay. I'll just take the skull. Okay. Um, I want to show it to the group because it has all those markings. I want to see if anybody recognizes anything. I'll call them over. Oh, I would look at it. Yeah, sure. I want to take a look too. Um, Alcor, uh, who's going to be the primary check on this one? I'll give that that person the check on. I'll give them the check with advantage, considering the other one is helping. What are we checking checking for? <laughs> you don't know. Um... I'm going to tell you beforehand. What do you think? This is a game. <laughs> We've both read a lot of books. The you question are, you, is... You're on pirates. We know yeah, that. Yeah, you're on pirates. I've read other books too, guys. But I mean, it's, it's, it's a skirt. It's pirates. I think Ilara should be the one doing the, the main thing. All right. You'll help Seems me. Like it's, You'll back uh, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll collaborate. Collab. <laughs> All right, go ahead and make a religion check for me with advantage. Fuck off. <laughs> wow. Hold on, let me just quickly change our rating from uh, child okay to mature. Jesus, Alara. Kiss, do you sorry, kiss babies with that mouth? No. <laughs> Good. Okay. Sorry, we should start a swear jar. Like a virtual swear jar, and I'll just owe a bunch of people money. Listen, I'm I'm sure your I'm sure your parents would be really proud right now. <laughs> they are. Okay. Well, the nice in the chat. <laughs> oh, but I get advantage. I get, get advantage, advantage, right? Okay. Thanks. Oh, That's one. Oh. <laughs> the nine. Nine wow. is is your total. Yep. Okay, Ooh. so uh, looking it over, you, um, you, you have read some history on the, the magics of, of voodoo, uh, just naturally in your studies in Arcana. Um, you can tell that there's, there's something significant about the sigils, but you, you just can't tell what it is. I don't know. I can't figure it out. There's something, something about it. I can't remember. Mm. As you uh, as you continue to to look over this uh, this strange skull, Alcor, you look back at the table um, and can see that a a small statue of a monkey um, has been broken in half. Um, the reason why it catches your attention is it seems to be literally the most well kept item in this entire uh, entire place. Jack? Is that you? Jack? <laughs> oh my god. That's what I thought. Most well-kept items okay. broken in half. <laughs> yeah, seemingly from the from the battle, it might have uh, it might have fallen over and and broken slightly. But what is what is is it like a statue? Is it a Yeah, it's a, it's a small figurine of a of a monkey. Oh. All right. It's made out of. I'll take it. 
Okay. I'll, I'll mend it later when I can. <laughs> I'm gonna give the skull to them and tell them I don't want to. It's creeping me out. I'll take it. This seems right up your alley. Sorry, did you? In some of my past life, uh, it, 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 it talks to me. I know. When you said when you said you were gonna mend it later, were you are referring to the mel the mending spell? Yeah, if I can, I don't know. Isn't that a cantrip? Yeah. Mm, okay. You know you can do <laughs> you know you can do cantrips at will, right? Yeah, but you know I don't have it prepared right now. <laughs> oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, um, are there any bones around left from the skeleton people? Uh, absolutely, there's bones left around. Uh, is there anything with their bones? Uh, <laughs> go ahead and make an investigation check for me. I don't like that question. Did someone take the silver bracelet while she's doing that? Just curious. <laughs> that is eight. Right here. Eight, uh, where you do find a, a bit of the, the torn clothes and pieces of armor, uh, as well as the, um, uh, as the rusted weapons that they were wielding. There's not really that much beyond that. Okay, I will take two bones. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> you, uh, you take two of the bones. Weird. He's got a bone to pick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, can I go knock over some barrels? Just knock them over? Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, the barrels, yeah, sure, if you want to go knock them over. No, I want to see if anything comes out of them. Well, the Pavo and Ollie have, uh, have thoroughly, um, done a, a search throughout them. Yeah, but there's, there's some on either side. Yeah, right, so. Do they go both sides? Yeah, they both, okay, they both never have, mind then. The only thing that hasn't been... I guess kicked over as the table that's left in the room. Well, I was thinking of doing that actually, but <laughs> I won't. Can I just want to glance under it though? I want to see if there's anything like underneath. Make an investigation check for me. Okay. You must have gone somewhere. I don't think you bounced out. Hmm. Well, that is poopy. Seven. Seven. Where, um,. You, you kind of go underneath and you're looking around on all fours. You, you seem to find a, a bit of the tiling that's looser than the rest of the floor. Mm. Mm. Guys, I think there's a trap door. Maybe that's why he has the buddies of all the kids he killed. Now I will kick over the table. Wait! Okay. Wait! <laughs> I what? want the bracelet! <laughs> It was on the table. The bracelet was definitely no... in the crates and the barrels. It was not on the yeah. table. Oh, oh yeah. I thought it was on the table. No. Skull, sorry. No. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna... I don't even know it exists then. Okay, so okay. Um, moving the table to one side, um, you all kind of stare over, clearly looking at what looks to be a trap door embedded in the floor. Yes. Is, oh, is his staff still leaning against the wall before we investigate this trap? Staff is gone. Okay. Open Can I check door. it for traps? No, I want to check, check it for traps for traps. Go ahead and make an investigation check for me. <laughs> I wish I had better investigation stats. 
Uh, that being said, 18. <laughs> I wish I had better stats, you know, something that would roll me a 35 every it single time. It was just time. a good roll. It was oh, just a wow. good roll, I promise. Um, looking, okay. looking at over, there there doesn't seem to be any uh, any traps. It seems to okay. just be more of a, a potentially a hiding spot as opposed to a trap. I will open the door. Okay. Um, the o- the door opens with a slight creak as the wood kind of bows and bends as you pull it back. Looking down, you see about a one foot by one foot hole deep down into the ground. It looks to be probably about two and a half to three feet down and where it's relatively difficult to see, you do see a bit of a rectangular object sitting at the bottom of the hole. I will... Can I light a torch? Because I think I do have a torch and yep. there is there were little fires in the room when we Absolutely. came in. Yeah, no, okay. and, and, and you do still have your um, um, flint and steel, so you should be able to, yeah, you can, mm-hmm. light, you can light a torch, no problem. Okay, I would like to light a torch to get a better look at whatever it is and tell the group what, what I see as well. Okay, so uh, holding your hand over the, uh, over the hole as you kind of peer down into it, it looks to be a book. I will go to get the book. Okay. Reaching your hand down into Uh-oh. it. Uh, <laughs> it's just a little too far for you to reach down and grab. Can I catch you like by the feet and put him like that. <laughs> the, the hole is only a foot by a foot, so Eli wouldn't be able to squeeze down, squeeze his body down into the... Well, my arms are, I... are smaller. Yeah, somebody else try. Can I try with my arms? Uh, looking down again, it's it's probably around two and a half to three feet, so it's it's just out of arm's reach. Does anyone have mage hand or something? Mm-hmm. Oh, I could send. Can my fox? Can shadow go? Can shadow fit? <laughs> a small a small creature would possibly be able to fit through. All right. Not a squirrel, though. Not not the squirrel. <laughs> I, think, right. I think Eli has a new nickname. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> I will send. I'll say, okay, Shadow, you can come down now. <laughs> okay, so uh, Shadow kind it. of pops off your shoulder and uh, apparates directly in front of you, not actually jumping down, but kind of standing up, going to leap, and then disappearing only to apparate directly in front of the hole. Um, it looks down the hole and then kind of looks back up at you, looking for confirmation. It's okay. I'll, I'll be I'll be with you the whole time. I'll be talking to you. I'll, I'll, it'll be fine. Don't worry. And I'm if you of... feel scared of your own free will, you can come back. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound of your own free will. <laughs> it uh, shadow closes its eyes and kind of nods its head a little bit before pouncing down into the uh, into the hole. Um, she is it is yeah she is it a she or he? 
He. He he seems to be able to fit no problem. Um, as you receive a, a telepathic no, notification um, that tells you that he has the book within its claw, within within its teeth. Okay, come back. Um, he uh, it, it takes a moment, uh, but he's you, you see as the fox kind of pulls itself back up now with the what looks to be a, a tome or a journal uh, wrapped in its uh, or clenched in its jaws. A good boy. I will crouch down and, and give him a good pet and say, thank you so much. This is so right up my alley. And I will take the book. He uh, he kind of pushes his head upward as he bows slightly, knowing he did a good job. As you kind of pet and stroke the back of his hair, um, he uh, he kind of just stands by and waits for you with the book now dropped at his feet. I'll pick up the book and say, "Want to come back up?" And I'll put my arm out. So uh, yeah, he he immediately just kind of ignores your arm and jumps directly onto your shoulder and wraps around your neck um, like a like a nice scarf or something along those lines. Um, can I open the book and read it? Can you see what it is? Sure. What does the co- does the cover say anything? Like, do not read this book. You'll die of a horrible curse or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it says. It says on it, do not read or you'll die of a horror. No. <laughs> There, does, there seems to be some markings on the front, but um, again, it's more of the, the voodoo symbolism as opposed to actual words. All right. Can I open it and just sort of leaf through it? Not do a heavy reading, obviously. Sure. You, you open the book and begin to scan through it, and as you do, you realize that this is, in fact, Matu's journal. Most of it are these strange ramblings of a madman but you do come across three particular passages that seem to hold some value to you knowing what you know now the first says the old gods have not left this place they lie in wait for those who lead the new gods the king from the jungle lord kabathi will be blessed to rule the seas with his pet by his right and Matu on his left. Once Lord Kabathi and Matu deliver the king's army, it's only a matter of time for the king to find his trophies and ascend to the skies. That is rather ominous. Flipping through a few more pages, you find another passage. Failings, failings, failings. Why do the pirates bring such weak subjects? Matu does not trust Captain Talia, and neither should Lord Kabathi. Why will he not listen to Matu? I am meant to be his advisor. These failings are not Matu's fault. You flip through a few more. Finally, a breakthrough. Rumors have come that Talia's eastern outpost has fallen from a warrior with a black stone axe. One survivor saw him flee towards the west. Matu will track the warrior, capture him, and make Lord Kabathi the ultimate scion. All right. Well, I share everything I've 
with the group. I would read it out loud. Sure. Okay. I'm having trouble remembering all of that. <laughs> you think the Blackstone Axe guy is also using Blackstone arrows? Oh. Possibility. Yeah. And you know, that, that's okay. We still have the book. We can reread it whenever we want. Yeah. yeah. Eli, I'll uh, I'll send you the the write up in chat. Okay, cool. Okay. Um I mean, do we want to head out of here then? Yeah. Yeah, I mean there's, yes. there's Well, we still didn't see Raynor here either. No. Oh yeah, shoot. I'm just, mean, wa- I'm just wondering if the guy with a Blackstone and Rainer on that link somehow. I don't know. He seems to be hanging out the whole by himself most of the time. And he seems to be okay. So I don't know if he's... He's like hanging out with the the guy at the cove, but... When he goes on this mission, he just uh, does what he he does. I don't know. An idea. Yeah. Um, can we, is there any sign of that anybody else has been in the room? Like, sh- I don't know, shackles or a sign that someone was imprisoned or held or. I mean, it is, it is a, um, it is a, a one room hut that you seem to be standing in. Um, you don't see any shackles. Um, but you do remember that there were two other members, uh, or two other individuals that, uh, we're with Matu at the time of Rain are going to track him. Yeah. I mean, he's obviously not here. I mean, right now, the only other link we have is the, the outpost in the east that has been attacked. Unless we have somewhere else to go, I don't know. Do we want to go back to see if anyone can make... Well, I guess they can't. They don't seem to know anything about any of this. I mean, do do, do we have the outpost on the map? Uh, The outpost out there on the map also? Look at the map. Does it show it? Um, There doesn't seem to be a... um, Well, actually, Pavo, make a nature check for me. Nature? Sixteen. Sixteen. So the map doesn't specifically lay out where it is, but based on what's kind of roughed in as the terrain, you can kind of get a general sense of where a structure might sit along the eastern coastline. Okay, so I circle this on the map and be like, this would be a good location to most likely look. Is it far from where we are? It's not. It's not very far. the The island um, is probably only about sixty miles across in any direction. So anything would relatively be within the the, the max distance from one side of the island to the next would be about two days travel. Okay. So I guess the is the is the cove on the way or no. Uh, no, the cove would you would be moving back down towards the south, where the okay. area that uh, that Pavo circled is is a little bit further north along the coastline. 
Okay. So well, I guess... We could go back to the village, because if it's not that big of an island, then they've probably seen this outpost, and maybe they've scouted or seen, like, how the layout is, or if there's any secret entrances, or... But we got the map postings. from a member of the cove, so this is what they have. And it's not on the map? No. Well, if that's from Rainer, then he's probably not the guy with the axe, then. Okay, so do we want to just go straight there, or do we want to go back and convene with Sky and Shepard and stuff? And if we go back, it's mainly just to rest, because we really don't have any new information. Do we need to rest? Well, I could rest well, anywhere, so... I, yeah, I'm pretty, uh... I'm, I used some spells there, so... Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm spent. Spare okay, I'm so spent. I feel like it would definitely be safer to rest there. You want to head back to the cove just to make camp there and then head back and out then, the next day? Yeah, maybe. Unless we, anybody... Yeah. We okay. can rest in this nice hut beside the nice warm brazers. <laughs> and it sinks in here. And the corpses. Let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That was a negative smell. <laughs> okay. Um, you... No, I'm done with this place. Okay. You guys, uh, you guys begin to leave the hut, uh, and as you make your way outside, you are surprised as you see probably only about thirty feet away from you, directly in front of you, seems to be glowing pink lights small pink lights that seem to kind of flutter and flicker in the air Are those oh, little pixies so I remember yeah they're they... so pretty I go running to them okay. I will also run to them you, you both you both sound of music with your hands sprayed back, ready to break out into song towards towards the pixies. As as you approach, they kind of just hover until Pavo gets there. As Pavo walks up, um, one particular sparkle of light moves towards Pavo uh, and moves kind of directly in front of his face. Sky one. We have been watching. You are all very strong. Do you need our help with something? We could use help if you would be willing to help us. Perhaps Whoa. we can help each other. Please, if you'll come with us to the Pixie Village. Our elder will be able to explain all. You guys all want to go to a pixie village? I'm so down to go to a pixie village. Absolutely <laughs> want to see all the pixies. Lead the way, my new friend. And we can use the help. The yeah. <laughs> um, the pixies kind of scatter off, kind of whizzing and whirling back and forth. They look like like colorful illuminated ribbons as they soar through the sky in front of you. Not moving too quickly to be out of range, uh, but just enough that it creates this beautiful dance on the air itself. The pixies lead you further into the thick of the forest. You travel for a little over an hour before emerging into a small clearing. The area is dimly lit, 
but it is lit by... Well, let me get rid of scary music. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in scary area now anymore. I don't know, they're tricksters. Nah, they're good. Um, as you enter into this clearing, there seems to be small um, lights that kind of float all around, similar to the other pixies, illuminating the air around you. The light cascades off. There's these beautiful hues of neon pinks and blues and violets all around you as they kind of whiz in this constant dance of lights. As you follow your guide... Um, a few lights circle around you, seemingly to kind of inspect you. No one seems to be, none of the pixies seem to be violent towards you, more just kind of checking you out in any way. Um, they don't really say anything to you as they just kind of whiz around you for a moment, kind of whiz past your hands a little bit before shooting off back into the sky, rejoining the, the beautiful masquerade of dancing lights. You continue to follow your guide to the center of a clearing where a towering willow tree stands. As you approach, you notice that the tree holds what look like a few man-made structures, but miniaturized versions, including platforms that seem to wrap around the trees on multiple levels. Large mushrooms sit throughout the platforms, red caps with white polka dots vibrant blue caps that seem almost transparent and yellows with swirls of burnt orange and a whole slew of other colored mushrooms. As you get closer to the tree, you now notice that these mushrooms have small doors and windows built into the outer shells. You've reached Pixie Village. The small pink pixie that you've been following zooms up to your face, Pavo, once more. Welcome to our home, adventurers. Please wait here while I collect our elder. The pig's kind of flies off towards the highest level of the tree platforms and disappears into one of the larger mushroom structures. A few moments pass before she reemerges, uh, followed by a much larger light, almost three times the size of any of the other lights that you see uh, as it casts up towards you. Ooh. flickering directly in front of your face. You hear a male voice, a little bit older than you would otherwise. I have been told you've come to help us. Is this true? Yes. What is it we can do for you? We search for someone to assist us with the Shadow Beast. Us Pixies, shadow beast. we are not of this realm or this land in any way. Pixies are not born on this island, but rather assigned to it by the Lachey Council of Lumnador. We are here to be custodians of a sacred tomb hidden away on this island. A great warrior from the times of the god incursion rests there. There have, however, been malviolence plaguing the island, and dark spirits from other planes now seek to take the holy ground for themselves. 
an evil fey creature known as the Black Shuck has taken residence at our sacred place, and we need to destroy this evil creature before it does any further undue harm to our sacred lands. Would you be willing to assist us with this creature as it is far too powerful for the pixies to handle themselves? I look to the rest of the party to see what their I'm in. expressions are. I didn't yeah. realize that. I thought, are we able to hear all of that? I thought it was just Pavo. Uh, no, this one you can, all of you can actually. Oh, hear. okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah? Yeah. I'm in. Yeah. Well, it looks like you have a party. We offer you many thanks, and where there is not much that we can give, we can give you our blessings. And as he says that, you watch as all of the pixies begin to kind of swirl around you, just directly above you. Their dances seem to get a little bit more energetic as these, you watch as these small lights swirl around you, now turning into almost multiple ribbons of light of different vast colors. You all watch in amazement and almost a sense of joy as you watch these, these beautiful creatures do their dance. And as they get faster and faster, you watch as dust, a light illuminated dust begins to start sprinkling down from the tops. The dust begins to flow over top of you as a strange energy begins to fill you. For a brief moment, you feel almost like there's electricity coursing through your veins, like a burst of some type type of eternal fire. Your skin begins to glow as the dust has now thoroughly coated your skins. Each of you close your eyes instinctively, almost in a sense of pleasure. As rushes surge through you, you feel more powerful than you've ever felt before. Mm. And with the blessings of the pixies now swarming over top of you, combined with the knowledge and experience you have each gained, Mm. I'd like to welcome each of you to level two. (laughs) All right. And I think that's where we're going to wrap up for the evening. Ah, boo. <laughs> <laughs> I know, it's just one of those things that you could just keep on going, keep on going. I know, I know. Yes, six of spades, level two. We finally made it. Finally. <laughs> but we do, have, we do have one last thing that we need to take care of before, uh, before we can fully level. And I know each of you might have your own individual features and abilities that you will be um, engaging into, and I don't want you to get into too much of it now. But we do have some dice rolls to take care of. Oh. So, so scary, like. <laughs> you're gonna take I know. I was like, what is he going to say? Before we, before we. Um, before we go ahead and uh, end our episode for tonight, each of you need to roll your hit dice for uh, for your increase in HP. Um, and considering that we have such a wonderful community around us right now, I'm going to let them actually roll for you. Oh, boy. So we'll start <laughs> from the top left. 
Alara, what is your hit dice? Oh man, that's a really good question. Uh, if you go up into D&D Beyond, if you take yeah. a look at your short rest, it should tell you there oh, right. exactly what your hit dice it's are. It's a D6. D6, all right. So um, I'm <laughs> going to... Uh, I'm going to randomly pick someone from our user list that is watching us right now, and I see that, why not, he's done, or he or she, I'm not sure, but uh, they've done us a wonderful deed tonight and are going to be doing some artwork for us. So Six of Spades, if you are still with us, if you would go ahead and roll a d6 for me, please. Please roll very high. (laughs) 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 He also wanted to know if Trix has pants. Right, yeah, we, we, we responded. Oh. Alara, how do you feel right now with, with, um, is there a command <laughs> or just my, the roll of my dice? Uh, right now we're just going to, uh, allow for the roll of the dice. I'm not sure how to do commands yet because I have no idea what I'm doing on Twitch. I'm the DM. I'm not supposed to know how these things work. So if you want to go ahead and just roll a D6 for me, six of spades, uh, whether you can do it on Google or you have a wonderful set of dice in your hand, um, if you will just let us know in chat what the roll was, and we will go ahead and add that to Alaris. And he rolled a four. Nice. That is a very thank you very much, six of spades. Much appreciated. Now, who else do right. we have in our wonderful chat here? Uh, cross the streams. If you are still there and available, um, Alcor, would you please go ahead and tell us what your hit dice are? For any Yikes. of you that would like to participate in this, please just go ahead and type. let us know that you're still in the chat. Um, if you go and literally just go to Google in your web browser and type roll D8 or roll D10, it will give you a result. So um, I'll give it a second to see if Cross to Streams is still there. And if not, then we will go ahead and potentially move on to another one of our chat members. Was that an eight die? Yeah. So we are looking for a roll of a D8. Please and thank you, Cross to Streams. And while he is doing that, I'm going to go ahead and look in our chat once again. And we have a James Stev 22. James Stev 22 if you are available and listening oh. to the stream right now, if you could go ahead and Pavo, what is your uh, what is your hit dice? A D8. A D8. So James Stev, if you could go ahead and roll a D8 for us, that would be great. Cross to streams, you rolled a six for Alcor. Alcor, you have oh, nice. received a six. Thank you. Thank you very much, Cross the Streams. I'm very much appreciated, and thank you for all your continued support. Okay. If there is anyone else within the chat that would like to participate, please let us know right now, or alternatively, we'll just go ahead and I will complete the rolls for everyone. And it 
looks like we've got a whole lot of lurkers, guys. But hey, if you're just lurking and checking us out, don't feel bad. We love you all the same. You are always welcome here. Um, and whenever you would like, you can go ahead and participate, but no pressure whatsoever. So with that said, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to continue the rolls. tricks. What do you have for your hit die, please? D8. A D8. Okay. Let's get you a D8. Oh, big money, big money, big money, big money. Not bad. That is a four. All right. All right. Okay. Um, well, uh, I've gone ahead and rolled one. Six of spades. Would you like to roll another one for us? Um, Eli, if you could go ahead and let us know what your hit dice are. Uh, it's a D8. A D8. Uh, six of spades. If you could please go ahead and roll a D8 for us and let us know what the results are. Thank you kindly, my friend. Uh, it doesn't look like Mr. James Stev is available at this point in time, so cross the streams if you could roll another D8 for Pavel, please. Fate rests in your hands. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, that's not good. Oh, we no. got an oof. We got an oof. Ooh, oh, we got a three. Shoot. Eli, you increase by three. I don't really know what that means. Increase what? So when you go to... Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, when you go ahead and you go to level up, your max hit points is uh, three. Um, Six of Spades says he is very sorry for you, for Eli. Um, you know, you can always make it up to Eli with potentially a sketch. So you don't you don't okay. get the plus you don't get the plus three or whatever you have you do so this dice. is this is just for the roll so you roll it um, that is your base stat and then you go ahead and add your constitution modifier to it <laughs> six of spades says I might have to no don't 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 go out of your way six that's it, it's very much appreciated where I'm just kidding with you but hey if you want by all means by all means um pavo uh for you isn't across the stream ask isn't it the best two out of three rolls um no no it's uh it's one roll um and it's whatever the dm says <laughs> all right so we have a four for pavo we have a three for eli and ollie last but not least i'm gonna make the final roll for you my friend what is your hit die it is a D8 with advantage. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you automatically have advantage because I'm rolling it for you, right? That wasn't the case for Trix's. Yeah, well, we'll see. <laughs> All right, big money, big money, big money. Not bad. That is a six. All right, I'll take so it. So if you will go ahead and add an additional six points, plus your constitution modifier, that would be... Absolutely wonderful. Now, I'm sure all of you have many things to do in terms of um, increasing your stats, and we can't wait to see what all of our members do. But for now, I think it's about time that we say goodnight to all of our, our wonderful new friends. 
and all of our beautiful viewers. Uh, just a quick reminder, if you like us, if you like staring at our, our dumb faces, we do have a, a couple other shows. Uh, we do do an RPG night on, uh, on, two, on Thursday night with our, uh, our lovely Alara and Alcor. Um, I think right now, what do you got? You guys are playing Elder Scrolls Online? Yes. Right, because Alara, you have the mom jeans and the sandals, right? Yeah. Awesome, awesome armor, guys, let me tell you. Best you can possibly find. Um, other than that, um, if you're more of a, a D&D nerd like myself, uh, on Sunday mornings around noon uh, every week, we do a world building session where a lot of our community comes together. We build things for this campaign. We take a look at each other's stuff. Um, we do a, a positive critique of everything. We kind of give some insight and some ideas behind everything. Um, so really, it's just a fun time for, for everybody to come hang out. So we'd love to see you there. Um, uh, if you if you like world building world building or even if you don't i just love to to see all your lovely faces uh, i will certainly be back next time to roll for another portrait uh, seeing as your performance check was a natural 20 thank you so much for the kind words six of spades um uh, i'm sure that uh, our our channel mods have probably already reached out to you but if not uh careful cantrip will reach out to you directly um and uh yeah we would we would love to to see your artwork and help promote it in any way that we can if you'd like if not then we would be we'd be more than happy to feature it as as avatars and some fan art uh on our channel next time but without any further ado, I'd like to thank everybody for watching us once again. It's been a wonderful, wonderful experience as always. So glad that uh, we could get involved with the community a little bit more. Um, and until the very next time, adventurers, be careful out there. You can trip. We'll see you in the next one, everyone. Take care. We'll see you next week. Love you all. Love your faces. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.